Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, unfortunately, since this is technical alpha, uh, Panic had some technical difficulties with his, uh, audio for the first couple of minutes, so it's going to sound very strange, but we're going to be talking to Panic, and he's not actually going to be responding in turn, so it's going to sound a little awkward for uh, a couple minutes, but I think around four or five minutes he cuts back in, so just want to let you know, enjoy the show. Oh, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, June the 16th, 2017, and it is time for Technical Alpha, episode 14, where, uh, where we come down from the, the, uh, the gaming heavens of E3 and bring ourselves back to Earth, where all the normal people are. Uh, but we're not out of the woods yet. While the whole show will not be about E3 uh, this evening, we do, of course, have to recap all of the, the sights and sounds. I have to say, before I change the camera over, I have to say, <laughs> Panic, <laughs> Panic is looking like a fucking brown Egon from Ghostbusters right now. Shit is insane. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's get over to this screen. Everybody else can see the magic. Look at it. Isn't it beautiful? I think you should just rock that hair all the time. Just don't rely on humidity. Just... I think you should just keep it. I think it's magical. I think you just keep keep the epic hair. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's it's good. It's beautiful. Just gotta own it. Just gotta own that shit. Mr. Maximus Black. Yeah. Hit me up with the sound of getting Skyrim ported to your toaster. Uh uh You're muted, by the way. Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, you're you're muted on you're muted on Discord. <laughs> oh, dude, I literally woke up five minutes before this stream. I shit you not. Like I have been feeling like shit all day. My stomach has been salty as hell. And I really? finally fell asleep like at about, I don't know, quarter after seven. And I was like, I'm going to get an hour sleep. And I'm, my stomach's actually feeling a lot better. I don't know what the hell, but I was did like catch, salty all day. Did you catch the space aids from all the retro games and that 56 box <laughs> friggin possible. loot that it's, you brought in? It's, it's very <laughs> possible. Actually, I think what it was is I had, um, like I've been eating pretty clean like for the last, I don't know, almost two months now. And, uh, well, last uh, week was a little bit of an off week, but it's still relatively clean. But today I had, for the first time, I had a foot long at Subway. Like, I like I can't eat. My stomach has, like, shrink, is, like, shrunk. And well, you're I eating never six eat. meals a day instead of three now, so. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't have my first two meals of the day. I was, like, so busy this morning, and I was so hungry. I was like, fuck it, I'll just have a foot long. I ate a foot long and probably 20 minutes after I ate it 
my stomach was like, you should not have eaten that entire footlong. <laughs> and then uh, around 5.30, I thought it was a good idea to have like breakfast for supper. So I made like some hash browns and some eggs. And I wasn't like overly hungry, but I knew I still had to eat something. And so I think I overate just today, oh. period. And so my stomach has been salty. So that that was me. So oh. if, I, if I was a little off there with the, with the muted, it's just uh, I'm recovering. <laughs> It's Subway coming back to get you. Oh. Oh. So what you're telling me is your hair is standing on end because you blew up a bathroom and it was just trying to run away. That's what you're telling me right now. <laughs> uh, I had a foot long sub today, but since I eat like shit most of the time and only eat two meals a day because I sleep for like 40 hours in, in a, any given uh, day, uh, it went down great. Smooth. Smooth as butter. Not a problem. So, gentlemen, of, of course, um, it's been a hefty week for gaming news for obvious reasons. Uh, there's been all manner of, of stuff. Not everything is, is part of the, you know, the show. There's a lot of stuff that gets announced even when it's off the show floor. Um, and some, some of them made some interesting choices. Nintendo chose some really weird ways to announce some of the stuff they're doing. Like instead of having it be part of their, their, I don't know, extended sizzler reel is basically what they had. They, they, for example, they announced the new Metroid 3DS game afterwards in during their treehouse production thing which was really weird i have no idea why they would do that but they did uh but before we we jump straight into into that um i just wanted to uh a thank everybody that was coming out and watching us here on twitch throughout the like four days or, or whatever four or five i can't remember we how many really days good numbers yeah, we had some fantastic numbers for those days here on Twitch, and uh, and the downloads for for the, that E three stuff has been fantastic. Uh, YouTube, I'm just gonna say for everybody that either <laughs> didn't say anything, didn't say anything at all, or uh, or just kept it relatively positive, which I know for some people would be a bit of irony given the fact that everybody thinks that uh, we hate everything. Uh, thank you for those those people out there, and for everyone else, there's Mastercard. Um, <laughs> for that Patreon, that was, for that Patreon, by the way. Oh my God! Hey, look, our Patreon numbers went up. Our downloads yeah, on iTunes that. went up. Literally everything but YouTube came up roses. So, Surprise. fuck it, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Personal favorite was the uh, was the Sony conference reactions being like, "Oh, I bet they didn't talk smack about Microsoft." And then on the Microsoft yes. one, he's like, "Oh, I bet they didn't talk smack about Sony." I'm like, "Y'all should just." Y'all should just like you know maybe you switch rooms watch. for a little bit. Well, just if there's the other video. For a bit. If there's one thing that I've learned, well, not only about YouTube but E3 specifically, because um, for those that did listen, I was only on with you guys for two of the nights. Like I was on there fully for one night, and then I was on there. Yeah, another. yeah. I, I I was just ridiculously busy, and also E3 just it doesn't really interest me all that much. Uh, so I, uh, I I I was going to the videos and just kind of watching little clips of what you guys were talking about on things that I thought, um, you know, that looked interesting. And I kind of wanted to keep updated a little bit because I knew we were going to talk about E3 today. And mm. um, one one thing that I 
that I've learned about E3 videos as I've been watching a few, not only here on Technical Alpha, but other places, you can't win on YouTube. I mean, I knew that you can't <laughs> win on YouTube, period. Like, but with E3? Uh, but, but with oh. E3, there is like, there, there is like Nintendo fanboys, there's uh, Microsoft fanboys, and then there's Sony fanboys. And it doesn't matter. Like, you could be stroking the dick of one person and another person would be salty, or you could be shitting on that same person, and then somebody will be salty about that. There is literally no winning. You could actually just go right in the middle and be like, "Oh yeah, no, it was good. You know, it wasn't it wasn't insane, but it wasn't bad." <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, "Fuck yeah. you! It was horrible. Yeah. Or, Fuck you! Yeah. It was awesome." Yeah. There is literally no winning. So when I was watching it, when I was reading up on the YouTube contents, uh, the comments, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, it's, I'm, "I was like, was either bad. Adam." Adam and Tabin are are really really salty at this E3. We weren't even or we weren't even or like people were just salty. Period. We weren't we, nice. We, like we weren't we nice were, to people. Yeah. Like we weren't we weren't we weren't even really roasting hard. We were doing like what most people do when they do reactions to E3. You know, you kind of joke because it's it's you know there's always something that goes wrong. Or, you know, something, you know, so something fucks up or they, they're showing like, for example, we like to chirp, you know, Bethesda, Bethesda fans, by the way, are the worst of all of them. Like, fuck yeah. Xbox, oh God. Yeah, PlayStation, oh yeah, whatever. Die-hard. Bethesda is in another universe of, of, yeah. of fandom. They're so, present. Um, Everything they did was trash. So I don't feel bad about what those people think. No, like, you can't step there on. There was no Todd, defense Todd Howard's, for what came out there. Know, you can't step on Todd Howard's dick, even no if you're wearing VR there. playing Skyrim. So you've got to, you got to be careful about that. But, uh, you know, we, yeah, we poke fun at a lot of stuff, and obviously we're not happy with everything because, I mean, you can only get so excited about some of the stuff that they're showing because a lot of it, for example, Nintendo. Uh, oh, no, not, not, not Nintendo. Uh, we didn't do a thing for Square Enix, but Square Enix did, like, similar to Nintendo. They had, like, a trailer deal or whatever where they just played a bunch of gameplay. It was literally all of them were, I think almost all of them, like the vast majority at the very least, were trailers they had already released two weeks ago. Like, literally, nothing new. Oh, that sucks. Absolutely nothing. And people in the chat were like, what <laughs> Why would you this? hold an event for this? Why are, you, why are you even at E3? Just go home. If you're going to show, like, the same trailers you just showed, like, two weeks ago, why are you even here? Like, everybody's expecting to see, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 and, and Final Fantasy 7 Remake <laughs> and, you know, showing us the shit. And they were like, how about VR Final yes. Fantasy 15 Fishing? How does that no. sound? It sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, but let's let's. Um, I wanted to talk about. I know Jeff probably did a little bit of catching up through the week, uh, just watching, like he said, bits and pieces there here and there. So I'm sure he's got some highs and lows. Um, so uh, so Mr. Black, out of everything you saw for E3, of whatever you did take in, uh, what was what was your your high point in terms of what you saw? It doesn't have to be a game. It could be like anything that happened. Uh, and then what was, what was like your biggest disappointment, uh, from, from E3 this year? Uh, well, my biggest disappointment was, uh, no Final Fantasy VII. Um, mm-hmm. that's probably my biggest disappointment because I've been on the fence so much. Like I've been, I, I I've always been for Final Fantasy VII remake as long as they didn't, they didn't screw it up too much. Like I, I'm okay even with small changes to modernize it a bit and, and give it, Give it some kind of a fresh because I've played Final Fantasy VII so many times that I won't be mad to play it again. Uh, but it would be nice to maybe get a an alternative ending or uh, maybe even uh, 
something just thrown in the mix there that's a little bit different, uh, which we still might get. But the fact that I couldn't get any information uh, about the game, uh, to my knowledge anyway, I, I looked as much as I could on the internet and I didn't see any videos or uh, you know looks at the gameplay or anything like that, so I'm going to assume that it wasn't there. Um, I just wanted to see something, especially with the change that, that we that we just found out uh, a couple podcasts ago, or maybe even last podcast we talked about, mm-hmm. um, with the department changing and, and things like that, it's 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 worrisome. So I was disappointed with that. The best thing about E3, um, definitely uh, that game there. Uh, Anthem, I'm guessing. Anthem, yeah, Anthem. Uh, Anthem, by far for me, was the most exciting, intriguing um spectacle that they that I have seen at an E3 in several years. Uh it was so well done that even though it was really scripted like every other thing in, in E3, it didn't feel like a cheesy scripted thing. It felt it 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 felt finally for the first time it felt like there was actual purpose. Like they were they were they were excited to show it off. They were uh they were like um, walking you through the excitement of the experience. Exactly, exactly. It, it felt natural, even though it's scripted. It had little moments of like, oh, no, you didn't. But at the, you know, it's a show and they want to wow people and it's, you oh, know, razzle and dazzle. Even though they did all that, it still looked incredible. And I was already going to be sold on the Xbox. That right there most certainly is going to get me in the store uh, buying it. And of course, you know the price point of the console as well wasn't bad. Um, that's probably the best part of uh, of E three for me. Okay, yeah, we're actually going to talk about the price point for the console because it's amongst the three of us. We all seem to it's like an echo chamber in here. We all seem to think that the price is fantastic, but uh, the moment um, that conference, no, go ahead. There's yeah? a reason for that. Um, so we actually do probably have to issue a correction because last podcast and during the conferences. We were all quoting the PS4 as coming in at 499. It actually comes in at 399. Um, no, I understand, and I, I wasn't uh, when yeah, I said 499. Minor talking, part for at least my mentality. Uh, yeah, no, I no, I know, I know. We misquoted it. I was, I thought I was saying it was fifty dollars more expensive, so I, I was off by like mm-hmm. fifty bucks or something. But even at a hundred dollar difference, so people were talking about um, immediately after that conference was you know Polygon first one on it. Oh my God, the Xbox One X is dead in the water. Five, you know. It's it's four ninety nine, so we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about why you know yeah. you know what what our thoughts are on that price um, after we're, we're we're done with the rest of this. So so panic. What was your um, your high and your low uh, for this this E three? Um, I thought about it a lot this week, um, and I'm confused. Kind of like w- when you see when you see that hot chick out there and you're not sure from a distance if she's actually hot <laughs> yeah but, or if she's um, actually a chick <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna go that far i wasn't gonna go that far but yeah maybe it could oh, be that too it's, oh it's happened to me i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> if you're in thailand it's um, like a 50 50 yeah. shot you never know um i really like battlefront 2 just from the stuff they shot showed us mm. um mm-hmm. anthem mm-hmm. Uh, anthem obviously like I, I, and I was saying it during the conference. Anthem looks awesome and it looks amazing. I'm just so skeptical because it it, it looked too good. 
um, from what everything I saw. So I don't know if I believe the performance. I don't know if there was something going on there. Um, so I, I'm just I, I just this, my skepticism and cynicism was just going off, which kind of took away from it. Even though it was amazing, and I'm sure it'll be good. Um, Battlefront Two sh- looked like they were showing me a realistic thing. They showed us a lot of gameplay, a lot of it. There's some more stuff I want to see, but you know, it does look like they answered a lot of the you know issues with the first one. And I really liked playing the first one, even though it just wasn't a deep experience. So. That's kind of what did it for me. I was surprised by it, too, because it's an EA game, and I've had some issues with them in the past. But mm. Battlefront 2 for me was the high. Um, the low for me was probably Bethesda. Um, they showed some cool stuff. It was okay, but they need to let Skyrim just go. Like, Skyrim's just got to go at this point. Like, I don't need it on my toaster. I don't need it on my car GPS. I don't yeah. need it on VR on PS4. I don't need it on a Switch. If you're gonna do something, like give me a new experience. I feel like not to not to interrupt your train of thought here for your for your no. low point, but I feel like it's it's not that it's necessarily for me anyway. It's not that it's necessarily bad that they're bringing it out on everything, but is it really necessary to showcase Skyrim at E3 for like the thousandth time, especially when it's showing up in? I think I think somebody I was asking when I was doing one of the ones by myself. <laughs> How many conferences has Skyrim been in this year? And somebody said, I don't know if this is confirmed. Somebody can figure that out for sure. All but one <laughs> of the of the I conferences. I say Skyrim, Skyrim is the Skyrim is the cow for me, myself, and Irene. Jim Carrey's put like forty bullets into it, <laughs> and it's still not going out. It's still mooing. <laughs> so like, you know, it's, it's you're going to read about great... it in the newspaper at the end. <laughs> it's still there. That's that sounds incredibly accurate. Yeah. Um so I guess for me my um my high, I mean I had a lot of stuff that I was actually really interested in for E3. My high is probably Anthem as well. I feel like I feel like I'm a you know white chick in Uggs drinking Starbucks saying that shit, but um <laughs> but uh, Anthem, it's not necessarily that I'm I believe that Anthem is going to look like that when it launches. In fact, there is a almost 100% chance it's not going to look like that when it launches. Uh however, I'm what I'm interested in then is how close are we going to get to that? You know, how You mean graphically? Graphically. There's literally I'm telling you this right now. There's literally no way if it was a PC exclusive, there's a shot in hell. If this thing is gonna appear on consoles and more than just the Xbox One X, there is almost no way that they're going to meet that mark. Yeah, that's kind of I, we were mentioning it during the um, Sony conference, I think, where they were showing Destiny. Like, if you look at the graphical fidelity difference between um, Anthem and Destiny Two, it makes Destiny Two look like seven years old compared. And I was looking yeah. at it, and I was thinking, I'm like, realistically, yeah, Anthem looks a ton better. But Destiny is a realistic game that we have a benchmark for how it sort of ran. Like, we saw how it ran on consoles. Like, we saw the performance, and we saw the kind of thing we would experience. So I'm like, Bungie's been to the rodeo with this. They know what the game's going to look like. So they gave us a pretty accurate. I felt like for Destiny 2, we got a much more accurate representation of what we're going to see on final hardware, on final, you know, release Mm -hmm. for a game. Um, Which is, you know, which makes sense. felt like it was pumped up. And again, yeah, you know they're selling which, a new which, property. You know, um, yeah, they're selling a new property, right? And and this is Bioware, 
and it's their first thing outside of Mass Effect in like five ever uh, that's going to be so high. I mean, they've done like Dragon Age and stuff, but this is like super high profile outside of their comfort zone. Um, and it's and just looking at it, you can tell that it's supposed to compete with Destiny. And so they have oh, yeah. to go balls in on all of that shit. I don't think they're going to. And they did. They're not only going to watch dogs it. And, you know, historically, like the Mass Effect games and the Dragon Age games have looked fantastic when they come out. So, you know, I have a hope, but at the same time, you oh, know. Yeah. It, yeah, but it's I a, feel it's E3. Like, I feel like that, that, that game is a representation of the, the next generation of gaming. Uh, we're finally getting a new graphical push. We're finally seeing a lot more on screen, a lot more moving mm-hmm. parts. Um, I don't know. I think I think I'm the one who's being optimistic here. Um, and 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 stop the, the presses. Yeah, and 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 here's <laughs> here's the thing, guys. I mean, uh, we saw a great trailer. It was done well, mm-hmm. and let's take it for what it is. I mean, there's no point of trying to downplay it or trying to. Uh, prove it otherwise. It is a new console. It's a new IP. It looks phenomenal. They did a great job putting it together. There was no hiccups, no, you know, massive frame drops, no nothing. Uh, there's a lot of hype behind it. Let's not diminish that hype. Let's actually uh, take something uh, for what it is and what we see until we see otherwise. I think that this is going to be um, the the next big thing. Uh, for them, I I want to believe all all the stuff that I'm seeing. So I'm just gonna go and say it is what it is. <laughs> if I see a phenomenal movie trailer uh, for an amazing uh, Marvel movie, uh, kind of like you know Guardians of the Galaxy or even Wonder Woman. When I saw when I saw Wonder Woman's trailer and it looked phenomenal, and I was reading up on um, you know, the, the chemistry, the actors were having and, and how well things were going behind the scenes and how much, uh, good press it was getting. I didn't then go, oh, well, DC movies has a track record of, of being a letdown. <laughs> so let's not get too excited here, guys. I, even on the podcast, I said, um, I actually believe that Wonder Woman will be good. It looks really good. And that's coming from a guy that didn't really like Batman v Superman all that much that really didn't like suicide, suicide squad at all. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a Marvel fanboy, but they're doing the majority of things right. And for when Wonder Woman's trailer came out, uh, and a guy once again, that's tired of female leads, uh, but took everything for what I, for what I saw and how it was presented to me, believed in it, and it came out and surpassed my expectations. I think that this is going to be uh, the one game at E3 that uh, is going to surpass my expectations and hopefully everybody else's. So Are I'm going to give it the yeah, best. Feeling all right, bro? I'm. What did you say, Panic? <laughs> Are you feeling all right, Jeff? <laughs> you sure scared? Well, I'm feeling all right. I mean, I, I'm getting this. You woke I'm up on the this, right side of the bed today. I'm getting this rep here that I don't like video games, and that's not the truth. But I preached many times to people, and I thought I made good, uh, good cases on uh, why I think the majority of games these days suck, and why I can't get excited for things. And there's finally something in E3 that I'm super excited about. And now yep. that I'm excited about it, I'm not going to diminish it. I'm gonna praise it and yeah, uh, talk no, about yeah, it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to diminish Anthem because I'm actually excited for it. I really yeah. am. So it, it's just you know I'm I'm coming out with this healthy skepticism. So I, again, I'm really happy that you know if Bi- if this is what Bioware is coming out with and they showed us at least universe wise, animation wise, 
thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, I mean that's that's you up. know that's what that's what that's my boat, right? Is is that I don't I don't care if it doesn't look like what we saw at E3. I really don't fucking care. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because I know it's, I know at the very least, even if you cut that shit down by 25% to, to meet margins for console, that still looks better than basically every game we've seen, oh, yeah. period. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm cool with the fact that they're likely not going to meet that. I understand why they had it running that way. Um, uh, but it wasn't just how mm-hmm. graphically, you know, amazing it looked. Um, I think the, the little, you know, the slice that they put together for us there, uh, where the dudes like flying down to the to the base level from up at the camp that they were at that just that alone had me fucking reeling. I thought that looked fantastic. Uh, the players dropping in no to, screen to, garbage. Even that looked fucking awesome. So um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of like positive stuff in there that I that I saw. It's just that you know my interest, like I said, my interest in this. Other than you know how it plays, because we really didn't see that much gameplay. We have to we so much more we need to see from that. Uh, but I'm sure it's going to be very similar in 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 scope to like a, a Destiny. Is how close they're going to be able to get with that fidelity that we saw at E3. Because if they hit that 100, percent if some fucking all the planets align and they launch that game and it looks like that, holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, that yeah, would be Bioware versus Bungie on story. Bioware is going to win that nine times out of ten. Oh yeah, like nine times oh, out yeah. of ten, Bioware is going to win that one. So, uh, so that was my high. Anthem, Anthem was my high. Um, it got me the most excited uh, for sure. Uh, my low, my low was was probably uh, also Bethesda. Uh, I can't, I can't escape it. Uh, and it's not just because Skyrim was there for the you know 13th time that's not necessarily it yeah that's part of it the entire presser um, was just the whole thing was just for me it just fell flat they tried to be like the the kooky bethesda thing with the the 50s throwback but they didn't quite hit that even all that well um and while they had some stuff that didn't look all that bad just the it just it, it I, I don't I don't know. I think some of my problem with Bethesda is that I I I feel like they need to redeem themselves because as you know personally I haven't really liked anything they've done in quite some time. And uh I'm waiting for them to you know maybe put together a game and I'm not just talking about games that they've published. I mean like the the first party if you want to call them first party Bethesda games uh like Fallout and and Elder Scrolls, um, everything's just been kind of mediocre and broken as all hell. I I, wa- I want to see them make a game that's not so fucking broken. Uh, and then and so when they parade those same broken ass games out on stage on, with crutches, but this time <laughs> the dude's got a VR helmet on. I'm like, well, I mean, congratulations, you you took your fucking game and you you made it VR. Whoop de doo, Basil. Congratulations, good job. Um, but then we saw stuff like, I guess, you know, if there was a positive there, we saw stuff like the Dishonored 2 stuff that, that looked really good, uh, cause Dishonored 2 is, uh, a, a pretty solid game. Um, you know, it's not the greatest thing I've ever played, but it was certainly, uh, enjoyable. And so I'm happy they're, they're taking that route. And it was Bethesda that was doing Wolfenstein, correct? I'm not crazy yeah. when I say that. So yeah. Wolfenstein, 
looked pretty damn good, at least visually speaking. Uh, the last Wolfenstein that game trailer I played, missed, which, but it was it, it looked, yeah, the game looked good, was, but the trailer, the presentation was like a complete mess. They showed like they showed what I felt like was every cut. Did you see this, Jeff? Did you see that that part of the Bethesda thing? The Wolfenstein yeah, stuff. I, I saw. I saw the trailer. Yeah, I think so I was they, hanging out with reaction they were doing it. Yeah, it's quite possible. A reaction video but they, was literally the like. Well, it's Wolfenstein. You shoot. You show us guns. You show us Nazis <laughs> being killed, and that's the show. You don't need to show us your epic story because honestly, we're not coming to you guys for epic story here. We're coming for shooters. It wasn't even it, for me. It wasn't even that. It was the fact that they literally what it felt like. I gotta stop saying literally. My God, Adam, learn to use other words. Uh, it felt like they had shown us every single cutscene that game had <laughs> condensed it was it was what felt like five to six minutes of straight cutscene and then they were like oh by the way there's totally gameplay here here's a here's a reel of running around and doing the stuff that you actually wanted to see for the last five or six minutes and we're only going to show you 45 seconds of it yeah um, the, the, so. the thing is though the thing is though with the, with that trailer is is i could tell that the trailer was all in the first 20, 30 minutes of the game. Um, I've watched so many trailers in my time, and I and they use the same movie formula uh, because video games are are essentially they're packaging them like movies. They're packaging them, yeah, of course, uh, more and more like that. I mean, ten years ago, uh, even maybe even shorter than that, it was it was packaged about the gameplay and about the uh, the brand and stuff like that, and now. Video games are becoming more and more like movies or TV shows, especially since the on-demand uh, era that we're in with Netflix and HBO, and everybody's just kind of glued to their to their televisions on demand. And, and story, and and not only yeah, and not only that is is people um, are just so used to consuming content like that from their own homes before you had to leave and go to the movie theater to watch really good. Uh, not really good TV. I mean, you know, that's sub- subjective, but I mean, to have that that movie-like experience, anything on TV was always the lesser of the two. You go to the movie theater and it was like, okay, we're going to watch this big budget uh, fiasco and, and, and it was and it was great and you'd be talking about it after the movie and, and all this other stuff and you'd tell your friends you'd go see it or not and now you kind of have that on Netflix all the time and you can go there and watch high-quality movies um, or high quality TV shows that are amazing and you can binge watch them and get uh, enthralled in the story from as much as you want to consume at any time. So the everyday consumer, not only that, the, 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 the 15, the 16, 17 year olds that are buying these games, uh, the younger generation have grown up on the on demand generation uh, on this on demand way of consuming things. Uh, so they're more and more producing them like TV shows, like movies, and the games are so story-driven. I know that there are exceptions in the past where there are story-driven games, and the majority of those were the JRPGs where you would buy games for the story and you'd, you'd just love the characters and, and, and you'd, you'd, you'd lose yourself in it. The majority of the games back in the day, when I say back in the day, uh, were, were just – all about, like what I said, gameplay and just having a good time, and, and that was the show. So I could tell from this Wolfenstein trailer that they're using the, the movie formula where they are confident in the beginning of the story, which nine times out of ten, most movies, TV shows, have a really strong start. And it's 
can they hook you after the first episode? Can they hook you after the first little bit? You know, obviously the writers probably got together to come up with a really good thing. And they cut. I could tell just because not only the surroundings, the the tone, uh, the fact that the character like woke up in a spot and then he he met these other characters and they were introducing themselves and then he was looking at all this gear and getting all geared up. I could tell that it was all being cut from the first 20, 30 minutes of gameplay. And sure, it was a lot of videos, but I'm sure the first hour of the game is going to be 40 minutes of cutscenes and walking into a room and then another five minutes of a cutscene. So I don't feel like we saw the whole game at all. I just feel like we saw a good chunk of the first bit and that's to hook you. Yeah. Fair well, enough. no, I, I, I don't think I was, I, I know I just said I need to stop saying literally, but I, I didn't mean literally all of the cutscenes in the game. It felt like I did because it was just like, here's a cutscene into another cutscene, into another cutscene, into another cutscene, into another cutscene, into a dude running down a hallway, shooting a Nazi in the face. I, I that think was that's mainly because of the <laughs> editing of that was poorly done where it felt as though you were being wrapped. It was like watching a really shitty vlogger. Uh, vlog for the first time and and learning like the old, like the old, uh, the old, the old yeah. YouTube cut, yeah, the jump it's like, cut hey man, YouTube it? thing. Oh yeah, we're doing. Okay, that's great. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not. it's like it's kind of like watching one of the a YouTuber yeah. learn how to do jump cuts for the first time. I just think the yeah. editing on the on the trailer wasn't the greatest. If they would have edited it a little bit more seamlessly, maybe made the cuts a little <laughs> longer or whatever, or had better music to go with it, whatever the case may be, it wouldn't have felt so jarring and sporadic, mm. uh, which makes it feel longer and makes it just like, oh my god, when is this <laughs> yeah, going to sure. end? And it just it doesn't doesn't help anything. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I guess you know Bethesda, despite having a couple of you know okay things in there, wasn't wasn't my my high point to say. What the about least. your favorite game? My favorite game? Oh, well, oh the the I don't know if you're referencing, um, the uh, very milky uh, one, of the Colossus, or that one. Oh no. Oh oh, you mean I oh you mean ironically my favorite game, uh, <laughs> the Evil Within two. Um, I I guess I'm alone on an island with that shit. Honestly, no, you're God. not. Like when I'm I, on that island with you, Adam. I'm on that. When island I when I you. say yeah, I don't know if you saw the comments though, but it's like <laughs> I, I I was on stream when I was reading some of the comments, and and there were some of them like fuck Adam, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Evil Within was fucking awesome type shit. I just like zoomed in on that comment and I played Hello Darkness, my old friend, every fucking time I came across one of those comments because <laughs> it just hurt. I don't get it. Like I there are games that I don't. Don't like that other people like that I, I can totally i understand like i'm yes i'm fucking with you on that i understand why you, why you love this game i'm just not a big fan of it that's cool evil within is is categorically horseshit from top to bottom <laughs> the only saving grace pretty evil much. within had was that it had some pretty cool assets the look of it was quite awesome it there was nothing inspired it was pretty much all kind of like del toro type shit crammed into a video game but it, but it was it looked cool for the most part it played like ass and the last quarter of that game was like was going from watching a or or taking part in like kind of a weird crime thriller and then all of a sudden it turned into a, a fucking manga for the last quarter of that game and went full anime by the very end to the point where i couldn't make heads or tails of what the shit was happening and then 
And then the game ended, and and I remember beating it for the first time, and I just stared blankly at my screen, because I didn't know how to take in what I just watched. So when I saw the Evil Within 2 trailer, I was just, and it was like, and I, I think I jokingly called it the gut milk trailer, because it was just basically milk everywhere, the, the game. trailer everywhere. Um, so somebody brought up an interesting point. Okay, and it's kind of it's kind of fair. So I I don't know if if we have reasons for this. I know I I know I do, but um, P, the the guy was saying that why is it that Death Stranding, whose trailers have been nonsensical, crazy out there, you know, highbrow whatever Kojima stuff, why is the, why is it that that is going over so well and everybody's blowing Kojima? But then Evil Within 2 shows the gut milk trailer and everybody is like, what the fuck? So... The gut, the gut milk trailer. <laughs> dude, it looked like so, cream and like the dude was like swimming in it. I'm like, okay. It reminded me a lot and of then the, the music was weird with the Joker. The music and, uh, was just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was different. There was two totally different tones to it. I think like yeah. the first half was it was this really weird music and then it actually turned into better music I, I don't know I, I don't remember I was kind of I did watch oh, it but itself, it, was, it was like it eh. wasn't bad it just didn't fit yeah hey man like, it is what it is obviously it, yeah. the game must have sold Someone people thought it are fit. excited it about did. it so it by did. all means Which, have fun exactly I, I mean uh, personally I'm I'd still it will be forever it, it's like there's the two games okay there's the evil within and the witness and they're two games that I think are some of the shittiest titles that I have ever fucking played in my life. <laughs> uh, not in terms of it being broken, although the Evil Within handled like a, a drunk blind guy. But the the Evil Within The Witness are two games that personally I can't stand, but there are a ton of people that think it's like they're both incredible experiences. And I just, I'll never be able to get there. <laughs> I just have to accept that fact, but I think my take on why people are all for Death Stranding and whatever else, look, Kojima has an incredible track record, and it's an object, it, it, there's no, there's no, like, debating it. it, his track record is incredible, it's, it's Hideo Kojima, the guy made fucking Metal Gear Solid, and has been making incredible Metal Gear Solid games since before most of you idiots were even alive. So this shit's been going on for a long time now, and he's on top of that known to be an incredibly intellectual guy and a super artistic son of a bitch. And he doesn't compromise. He doesn't compromise. So you're getting this this okay, the difference being here, okay. This is how I'm I'm gonna describe these two things. Death Stranding actually looks like a pretty in-depth, thought-provoking, artistic piece of a video game. Evil Within 2 is trying to accomplish that, but they haven't actually done anything uh, artistic in their lives, and they're just trying to replicate somebody else doing that shit and failing at it. That's basically how it is. And on top of that, their track record is the Evil Within, which is divisive at best for having been a good game. So uh, I think that's probably why one is getting way more praise, I guess, if you want to call it the, that, than the other. I wanted to talk before we move on to the Xbox pricing thing about some of the strange shit that, that uh, or the things that didn't make sense at E3. The first one was, I don't know if, I can't remember if Jeff was there for this one. I don't know if he was, because I think it was EA. It was the first one. So I don't think Jeff was there for that one. Um, and they had that YouTuber <laughs> yeah. on the floor. You know what, man? You know what, that YouTuber guy, he's actually, a, he's a COD player. 
Um, I don't know why they said I don't know why he said YouTuber. Or maybe he does YouTube, um, but he I do believe he's a, a he's a Call of Duty guy, and he's yeah. actually a really funny dude, man. I remember him. I remember listening to a story he said on. Uh, I wish I could remember his name. Just give him a little plug, but he said a story about Jesse him Wallen. him having a having hooking up and having sex with some. Uh, some Tinder chick that he met, and when he went over her house, <laughs> she had like I, I don't know. I'm trying to do it do it justice. I think she had a fucking tank or something like that. Um, there was some weird shit that was going on in that house, and and then uh, people are like, "What the f-? like?" He went in. Uh, you guys have to go and find the story because it, it's funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. But long story short is there was all kinds of weird shit that was going on. He said something about a tank. There was some weird shit hanging up on the fucking ceilings and all kinds of other shit. And then everybody in the chat, because this guy gets like a lot of viewers and stuff. And uh, and he's, and everybody in chat was like, well, did you bone her? Did you bone her? He's like, yeah, I fucking boned her. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 he, and, he, and he was and he was said he was staring at some weird shit on the ceiling. And um, you have to go and watch it because he's a good storyteller. Like the guy, like when I when I watched it because it was like on Twitch fails or whatever. When I watched it, I I was like cringing, but I could tell that obviously there was something wrong with the teleprompter. Yeah, like the teleprompter well, the yeah, teleprompter something. died because the guy is like, actually, we immediately knew it because he yeah, was like, he's, you could tell he was reading really, something like, and it just stopped. Smart dude, he's well spoken. Uh, he's really charismatic. I don't know why I'm talking this guy up so much, because but I've watched his stuff and he's f- he's funny. So he when I saw him out there struggling, secretly, I was like, he did oh my secretly, god, he did secretly a decent save, like, oh my god, in that story. Yeah. <laughs> and the weird shit he was looking at was that DBZ cabinet in the back over yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, no, he was looking at John Cena the whole time. Yeah, he was looking staring at. right in the Cena's <laughs> eyes. You can't see him though. <laughs> but yeah, I saw I saw that. I think it was a teleprompter fail, man. And then, but, and I mean, then he oh, got well, caught it up was in it. it was like, oh shit. Yeah, he didn't he didn't know how to save it and he tried. And I, I felt bad for him. I said this live, you know, everybody everybody was probably in chat was probably like fucking just dumpstering him. And I was like, look, man, if you've ever had to use a teleprompter in your life and that shit dies and and you haven't been well like briefed on what you were supposed to be saying, which odds are being E3, he probably wasn't, uh, then it's almost impossible. But it was rough watching him. It, it hurt me physically even, to watch yeah. him try and catch up. And like, he didn't even like say the guy's full even name because it didn't are, even sound like he knew it. And yeah. he was just, oh, it was bad. Even if you are well versed in what you're saying on a teleprompter, once you're reading off the prompter, you've kind of set your mind into like an autopilot mode on reading it with the cadence as it's moving. And you kind oh, of absolutely. have an idea on what's coming. But the moment that thing starts like jumping or breaking, you're done. Because now you've lost your oh. rhythm and you're just like, uh. oh, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Like, we saw that and we're like, we immediately knew what happened. It's like, oh, his prompter busted. Yeah, that the, sucks because they didn't prep him. It sucks for him, but you know what, dude? Yeah. Like, he's a super cool guy. He did a good job, like, like, you know, saving he, himself. It, like, he could, he could go on Twitter and probably just like blast these guys and be like, these guys are fucking idiots. And his whole legion of no, COD fanboys are going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck that shit. Just brush it off. You know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, he's not oh, going to yeah. be the type that's going to be like, you know, though. scarred yeah. for life and he's, he's never going to do that shit again. He'll laugh it off. He probably had a couple extra drinks that night and, and that was the show. You know, it's whatever. Yeah, it was cringy. It was, he, he it was like, well, though. it was one of those like cringy things where you're embarrassed for the person and it's hard to watch and you want it to stop, 
but you can't stop watching it and you're just like, <laughs> oh my God, no, no. Like you ever you ever yeah. watch a YouTube video or a Facebook clip or something that's so embarrassing that you kind of skip ahead like 20, 30 seconds? Yes, to you like, want you still, to. You, it's like you want to see part of it, but you don't want to <laughs> see all of it. So you start skipping through it and then you kind of watch the end and then maybe you rewind it a little bit so you see a little bit more and then you want it a little bit. And then you're just like, all right, I'm done with this. That was kind of like what happened there. If I could skip that part, I would have like oh, fast yeah. forward it. But it was, it but was it was bad. live. It, it was, was live, and you couldn't <laughs> skip it. <laughs> um, and then uh, not not really like not really like cringy, so to speak. But um, it was weird to me. Sony's conference. It was super weird to me that they ended their conference like their big. Come back out on stage. One more thing was Spider Man. What the fuck was that about? Why, if you have, if if you're bringing back Shadow of the Colossus, rebuilt from the ground up, which you know is going to hit, or even Uncharted, uh, or like there's so many other things they could have hit last with that would have been big, and they go with Spider Man. Okay, the fuck was Uh, that? Okay, here's I here's, watched it again. One sec, panic. One sec. Yep. Here's here's the thing. The reason why that happened. Not only Spider Man looked movie. amazing. By the way, I loved it. But it's the movie. Hundred and ten. Yeah, I know that you literally just answered the question. It has nothing to do with Shadow of the Fucking Colossus that the majority ah. of people don't care about, even though it's an amazing game and I'm excited for it. The the thing is, Homecoming comes out in like a two weeks. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be the movie. That's gonna, it's, but it that's still hurt totally me. what it's for. Like, there's no denying it. Yeah, that's literally it. And it's not like it looked, it looked shitty. It looked amazing. I thought the Spider Man, yeah, I went back and watched incredible. it. Incredible. I was bashing it while I was gone because I'm like, oh, it's kind of, but I went back and watched it to see the combat in more detail. And, um, it actually was a good trailer. They showed a lot of the gameplay, they showed a lot of how the mechanics in the game work. And I was actually, I'm more on board with it now after seeing it a second or third time. So oh, I was I, on board the first time. I'm like, yeah. I'm actually going to buy a fucking <laughs> Spider-Man game. What the hell? I don't buy. I was movies. just surprised by the Spider-Man reveal. Yeah, I need to. I need to see more of it because yeah, my concern is watching what what I saw. I know the stuff like fucking web slinging through the city is going to be fun and whatever because that's always <laughs> fun in Spider-Man games. But the combat looked looked like the the borderline brainless. It looks awesome, but I'm not doing anything pretty much the whole time type combat. It was a it was a beat 'em up with with fighting. a timed button press for pre-baked shit that happens. And so I need to see more to see just how in depth the combat and stuff is. So I went back and looked at the older Spider-Man games cuz I played a bunch of them and one of the big things in the game and it kind of looked like it's still in this one is you learn more moves as the game goes on and there's different button combinations to trigger different button moves. And some of those combos can get pretty intense. So it, it, if they do maintain the older style games complexity, you do get some pretty cool fighting game style combo mechanics for like doing stuff with like multiple opponents. So it has the potential to be a really good combat system. Um, they didn't quite demo it as much because they were only showing us the ones with the basic moves. But if they do have those higher level things, which I'm sure we'll see in some later trailers, um, they have the potential to have, again, it, that actually might be a system seller based on, you know, how deep they went on the combat. And seeing as oh, it's that's not entirely out possible. with the movie, they're spending plenty of time on it. 
Oh yeah, because graphically it looks f- fucking awesome. Yeah, like the I game, think it's the game looks fantastic. Be a seller. I thought I, I'm not seeing what you guys are seeing. It it looks it looks like Batman Arkham. The the fighting looks very similar. Um, I like the different uh, spider traps that he was doing and 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 yeah. different mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. The gra- graphically it looked incredible. Yeah, the there there are those like cut scenes uh, like uh you do like combos quick, and it just, i'm just not a big quick time event guy that's uh, i i i yeah. i i got over quick time events 10 years ago uh i uh, so while while you know while it doesn't make it a bad game like i don't want to say that that makes it a bad game because it doesn't quick time events done properly is perfectly fine i'm just personally not a huge quick Probably time event buy, fan yeah. when they lean on it for combat that much yeah I mean, it's Spider-Man, dude. I mean, this this, this this we're not talking about, you know, shadows of of Mordor or or anything like that. It's fucking Spider-Man. There's gonna be, you know, uh, parents that are gonna buy their kid, their ten year old, eleven year old Spider-Man. They gotta make it user friendly for younger audiences, but keep it, you know, cool and 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 up to date for. Are you for telling a me we're not gonna see Spider-Man naked? Probably not. No, maybe shirtless. Well, fuck. Lost my lost my dollars. Yeah, I mean, for a <laughs> Spider-Man game, I was pretty fucking wowed. I had another trailer. Well, yeah, that I, I watched mean, the whole thing for. I was like, I, I yeah, was I just have to watch it again. And it looked it. a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I just I like I understand that it's for the movie, but it was just so surreal for me to watch to watch the guy come back out on stage and say, but wait, there's more. And then it was a fucking Spider-Man game. It's it was just promo, so, it's a movie so promo. surreal. So, yeah. so surreal. Summertime. Um, uh, I, I wanted to point out one thing that's completely random and then we're going to move on to, to Microsoft. I just had to, every, you know, every E3, there's always these, like these, a theme that you can notice. All the games tend to do something, whether it's graphically or gameplay wise or, or whatever. And the thing that I just every game I noticed, everybody is making fucking dope looking water right now. Every game I saw, literally every oh, fucking game, the water else. looked eleven out of ten. Like and they all looked like say different zombie water. Bears. Oh, in zombie yes, well zombie bears is like an ongoing like pandemic in video games where they just can't get past the Yaogwai. It keeps seeing thing. zombie bears in every game. <laughs> <laughs> Which was we, uh, oh, we, we got we got reamed for talking about uh, what was it? Oh uh, 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 shit! The one days gone. We got reamed for that one. Yeah. We got we got caught up for that one for for saying that it looked like basically every other game in that genre because it does. Pretty much every other what game. What did in we that get genre. reamed for? They didn't for show like, like I, a, I'm, I'm. I'm hearing there's a ton of stuff, but they didn't show us any of it. Like oh that was the funniest the part. The exact same. They that was the funniest part. So they came out afterwards and was say, and were saying you know there's going to be real time weather effects that change gameplay and all this and they listed all this shit and I was like and I was like show you know I, I tweeted about this yeah I tweeted about this I was like shot in the dark maybe show that shit during the fucking press conference and not the shit we're that showing everybody else is reactions. doing. Yes, exactly. Like, why would you do that? Why would you be like, yeah, here's some generic bullshit, but then, like, later on be like, but wait, there's more, guys, I swear. You just gotta see it later on. Just a terrible gonna life make choice. you go through this 40-page PowerPoint presentation, and then we'll tell you about the new <laughs> shit. Oh, we had all this time goodness, to show I... you, but we need to get through this other stuff. 
All right, let's let's move on and talk about about that that Xbox. First of all, it did not dawn on me until somebody mentioned it in a YouTube comment where the acronym, if you make the acronym from Xbox One X, the acronym is Xbox. So while the name itself is stupid, I've got to give a thumbs up to somebody in marketing for coming up with the acronym Xbox. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, but then a big thumbs down for having Xbox S and Xbox X making basically all further phone communication with tech support impossible because it sounds exactly the same over a phone uh boys we all seem to think that 499 is a pretty good price for what they're the box that they're putting out if i remember correctly i don't think any one of us when they announced that price all of us gave a a little golf clap little testicle sound uh to that uh, to that price so i was personally surprised when i saw how much people were talking about that that is way too much money for the console. So I know we didn't talk about it too much other than to give it that little golf clap. So knowing that apparently a bunch of people are quite concerned about that price, I wanted to just have a chat about what our thoughts Adam, were about we're the price. In the same, we're in the same industry where people complain about <laughs> to win and free to play. All right, Adam. I actually do we like I have like, a pretty good explanation why I think that happened. Uh, okay, why I, I was thinking about this. So, okay. from uh, from our perspective, we are PC gamers and we know the difficulties of, you know, all the resolutions and stuff. So when we see, you know, a box doing 4K 30, you know, or 1080p 60 and we see the graphical stuff and we see all of that, we're like and that comes in at 499 with you know, an HD Blu-ray player and a bunch of other stuff, we're thinking, that's pretty impressive that they were able to get a box that can do 4K 30 for 500 bucks. But from a console side of things, they're used to things being like 299 399 you know, 449 for like the ultra premium stuff. And then they're coming in and they're saying, oh, the Xbox One X base edition that's coming out is 499 Really? Like, that's a lot. So, like, from the console perspective, they're not necessarily used to spending that much money on just the console because then they have to buy the controllers and the game and all the other stuff. But, you know, from the PC side, we're looking at it, we're like, that's pretty good performance for $499. Like, if I wanted to build a PC, I couldn't do that to do to do yeah. what that console does. So I think it's, it's we're coming at it from different um, reference points. Yeah, I, and I also, think, yeah. As, a PC, as a PC gamer, we're used to spending a thousand dollars on a graphics card um so you know for us it's whatever um but also what it is is there's a lot of people out there um that are that are lazy and they don't work and they don't make that much money and so and and we also live and i'm gonna sound like an old fucking those damn millennials but the the problem (laughs) is they're getting spoiled with all this free-to-play crap and all this other things that people are just they it'll in probably 10 years will be like why aren't we why aren't the consoles for free um they just there's a different mentality also as time goes on uh there's inflation things just become more expensive over time uh and not only that you you hit the you hit the nail on the head i think it, it's it's there's a lot of hardware in there there's a lot and when you want to do these big graphical jumps and these big processors and you want 4k this 4k that uh, you got to pay for it. Shit isn't cheap. 
So, and the thing is, a lot of gamers are just getting cheaper and cheaper out there. And I'm not saying that because, oh, I can afford to go and buy a $499 Xbox or whatever the case or a PlayStation. Sure, I can. But the the thing is, is a lot of people just don't want to spend that kind of money because uh, they're cheap. They're they're fucking cheap, man. <laughs> that's what it is. I that's what I believe anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, here's the thing. So, okay, so a PS4 Pro three ninety nine, the Xbox One X four ninety nine. So there's this one hundred dollar discrepancy between the two, um, and so. We're talking about $100. Um, In a similar vein to when we were discussing the 2DS, 3DS pricing, and the question was, you know, is $50 really all that much? In handheld and console market, it's, you know, $50 or $100 is is pretty substantial, right? Because it represents a controller or a game or whatever else that they could be buying with that money. Um, you know, McDonald's, I don't know, but they, you know, they see that hundred dollars and it, and it's a pretty big gap. I guess the, I guess the, the thing is, is that Microsoft is positioning this thing. They're not going out, like from what I've read of the interviews that have come up from this pricing thing and Phil Spencer's had to like go through the, the gauntlet <clears throat> answering all these questions and all these interviews. I'm with Phil on this one. Yeah. He's he's saying, look, guys, we're not targeting every single console gamer out there with this Xbox One X. That's why we they're targeting the people. Exactly, they have the Xbox One S. You know, we the, if you don't want all the stuff that we're going to provide over here, then then you don't. You know, you're still going to get all the same games in the other console. Just go buy the other console. Uh, and the Xbox One S has been selling phenomenally well for them, especially comparatively speaking to the original Xbox. Um, I, and I imagine a large por- uh, part of that is because it's got a 4K Blu-ray player in it, <laughs> which, which 150 bucks on its own. Again, here's the thing: the Xbox One X versus the PS4 Pro. The Xbox One X has a 4K Blu-ray player in it. The PS4 Pro, for reasons that I will never understand, much like with the games we talked about earlier and people liking them, I will never understand how Sony came to the conclusion to not put it in there. The only conclusion, of course, would be because they didn't want to raise the price of the console beyond whatever they had it at, despite the fact that it's their own proprietary hardware and they can probably get it cheaper than virtually everybody else on the planet. Um, the Xbox, regardless, has that. That by itself adds a good chunk of value for anybody buying it. And what's more, the Xbox One X is demonstrably faster as a game console in terms of fidelity that it can provide than the PS4 Pro. So the $100 is not like Xbox just woke up and said, we're going to make the same box as PlayStation and slap a $100 higher price tag on it. There's, there's some pretty reasonable reasons for why yeah. it would be $100 more. Now, Dude, again, it's, it's $100. It's not yeah. the end of the fucking world. And if you can't afford <laughs> yeah. an extra $100 on your premium Xbox... Then go and fucking, hey, no, go and fucking work and make a hundred (laughs) dollars, you cheap fuck. That's what I'm saying. Listen, it's the the new Xbox. The new Xbox is like, uh, is like going to a dealership and buying a car. And say you want to go and you're going to go and buy uh, a BMW, all right? You're going in, you're going to buy the 328i. And in this 328i, there's the base model and you're going to pay. 
$40,000 for this car, and you have an option to go in and tick a box that'll give you better sound, nicer interior, uh, uh, a free oil change, and it only costs you a uh, thousand bucks. Now, a thousand dollars for all of that value on top of the forty thousand that you're already spending—it's a no-brainer. <laughs> you tick that box every single time. If it's that big of a of a uh, if a hundred dollars is going to make or break that decision, you need to reconsider buying an Xbox in the first place. Because if a hundred dollars is going to break you you need to go and work you need to save up some more money and you shouldn't be buying a fucking xbox in the first place because you have they already have the it's they already have the 4k shouldn't they already have the 4k tv and if you don't probably cost way more you can get the other xbox it it pretty much does the same thing so you're not even it's a it's an option that you ticket you're, you're, that you that you take it. No one's force feeding it down your throat, like Adam said. You have other options if you don't want to spend the extra hundred bucks. Any of the fuckboys out there complaining about a hundred dollars on all the extra stuff that you get is absolutely ridiculous. Go get a job, get out of your mom's basement, and uh, <laughs> pay the hundred bucks, or shut up about it. That's that's literally. I know I'm being very blunt, but it, it, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Come on. Yeah, I mean, there, it's there's ridiculous. Now, ultimately, it comes down to games, right? The, the console can be absolutely incredible, but if they don't have any games on it, you know, then who the shit, you know, cares about the console? Yeah. You know, whether it was then $5 it or anyway. 500 yeah, they're not going to buy it, it anyway. It's like the so, Switch, right? Microsoft brought yeah, a lot of games to that conference. That was the other thing, was, you know, the conference in general was, was, pretty, was pretty well done. They did bring a, a number of games to, you know, to, to market there or no, to, to show people. us that, yeah, and lots of <laughs> awkward people. Oh, well, Jeff, in my country, we only make $300 a month. <laughs> that's, <laughs> then that's, why that's are you even fucking... thinking about buying a console? Then don't fucking buy a console. Buy more rice and beans. Twice, twice and the plantains. amount of your monthly salary, for fuck's sake. That is literally the comment that I'm going to hear. <laughs> well, in my country, we only make $300 a month. Oh, it's like, dude, I feel for you, man, but I'm sorry. They didn't. Xbox, this isn't Microsoft for you. did not build this system for you. I'm sorry. They did not build this system for you. All right. You need, no, you need Kia to go to America. No, Kia is building phones where, for you, but nobody dream, is making a video game console for you. I'm so sorry, dude. I'm not, I'm not taking your feelings into consideration here. You're not even part of this conversation. That's just so <laughs> ridiculous, shit. dude. It's just fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God. Remember those five-star oh, ratings on iTunes? Now, on the Patreon <laughs> priorities. <laughs> Holy priorities. shit! Priorities, but I mean, so the things that that you know, uh, why I think it's worth that much money, other than the fact that you know, it's just it's it's faster than the PS4 Pro. It's capable of doing more. It will do more. You know, the at the very least, developers are going to be able to to not have to always rely on checkerboarding. They probably will sometimes. Uh, and if you don't know what that process is, go look up what that means. I'm not going to spend time explaining it. Um, the uh, so they won't have to always rely on that, and so if 4K is important to you, that's great. If it's not, and you don't have a 4K TV, which you probably don't, don't if you're complaining about a hundred dollars, 
for amazing dude, good value. news. I'm sorry. Good Adam. news. Dude, I'm fucking sorry, okay? I, I 249 Because the same Xbox One S. that is complaining about $100 got an iPhone 8 in their pocket. They've got a 4K <laughs> TV, all right? They've got three systems, nine games, four controllers, one of which cost an $150 premium one for COD, and they don't want to spend the extra 100 bucks for the fucking system. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, just shut oh, it's up, bad. man. God I know, damn I know. it, dude. I'm with you. I'm with like, you. Like one night, if it was $199 more, I'd be like, okay, all right. You know, even that hurts for me. You know, just to go, okay, $199, bucks, that's a little steep. That's a little steep. Uh, $99 hike, and you motherfucker got every piece of technology there is in your fucking household, <laughs> and games alone cost 100 bucks. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Just shut up, you whiny prick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even if dude. you I have, even if you I'm had a 1080p, here. even if you had a 1080p TV, the Xbox One X has hardware super sampling. Every game you plug into the fucking thing is going to make it look better than it would otherwise. You're not even getting left in the dust if you don't have a 4K TV. Uh, here's a pro tip for you. Here, okay, everybody paying attention right now. 4K. For listen, are you listening? 4K is fucking useless. Are you hearing me right now? Fucking useless. You know when it's not useless? Ask yourself this question. Do you own a house with a room that is deeper than 17 feet? No? Didn't think so. Okay. You don't need a 4K TV. Let me get let me let me go further. Let me let me go further than that. Do you have a monitor for your computer that sits three feet from your face, if yes, 4K might make a small difference for you. Not much over 1440p, but it might make a small difference for you. In the world of 4K, it is the biggest bunch of fucking whatever. HDR, thumbs up. 4K, fuck you. I don't know why we had to, in the world of TV and everything else, we felt it necessary to skip 1440p, which would have been, which would have been way, way better for everybody. We had to go to 4K for whatever reason. Well, and now uh, these poor console makers sounds stupid four, though. It just sounds stupid. 4K well, sounds well, so much first better. of all, 4K isn't even the fucking godforsaken resolution. It's 2160p for fuck's sake. They've gone from using the 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 vertical measurement to the horizontal one just so that they could say 4K for god's sake it's not even <laughs> then it'd be then it'd be 2560 in that case like two and a half k i guess well, 4K we got it was just adam. marketing we, we, we got, got it adam we and you got know it. why the whole that sucks world is on 4K. you know we why it. that sucks because now we got console manufacturers trying to cram 4k fucking resolution into a box that costs 499 or less Anybody that has a brain in their head that knows anything about graphics, period, for games, and you have to put in front of somebody, I need a mass-producible, one-off, or not one-off is the opposite of that, a mass-producible box that can do 4K gaming at 30 FPS or higher, and I need you to do it? For three hundred and ninety-nine US dollars, and that's that's the retail. That's not even what they're building the fucking thing for necessarily. <laughs> what the fuck are you smoking? And then you got people in chat. I can guarantee at some point, 
tonight, us talking about 4K, some idiot said, you know how good of a computer you can build for $499? Go fuck yourself. My power supply and motherboard equals $499. If you think, <laughs> That's the if truth, you think, yeah. If you think that you're going to build a 4K PC without literally hitting up the black market nobody and trading graphics cards for livers, you are not getting... A $499 before-tax PC that's 4K, let alone one that includes an operating system and a monitor and a mouse and a keyboard. Because as we all know, when you get the console, you at least get the fucking controller. And every fucking person that's buying a console, maybe save three people, own a TV. So, fuck you. You are not going to get... 4K really for feel. that much money on the PC. Period. Mike drop. We're going to go on break for that sellout. <laughs> Yo, speaking of sellout, speaking of sellout, we are officially, up. we are officially $69 away from the $5,000 stretch goal on Patreon. I believe that it could actually happen by the end of the stream. I believe I actually believe we are quite literally $69 away from that stretch goal, which I think we're going to do the movie stuff instead of yes, the extra tech support. So yep. if we hit the 5K, we are going to start to do a monthly movie where we watch a movie together. We record our audio. You'll be able to sync it up and we'll be able to give you commentary or just kind of talk about it. I'm going to be honest, I'm the type of guy that doesn't like too much talking during my movies, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy that's well, like, Well, I don't think... Shut I don't think we're going to be sitting there talking the whole time. It'll be it'll be like the E3 shit where like every five minutes we're like, huh, that guy's got a small dick. I don't know. It'll be something stupid yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be, much be a mystery mm, science yes. type thing. Look at the look at the cinematography of the scene is yeah, always yeah, yeah. fantastic. Let's pause it and talk about like no, it's not. Let's gonna watch happen. it in four so, K, yeah. boys. Let's watch it in four K. Let's 4K. watch it in four K. I'll downscale it to my ten eighty p TV. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I just can't get over people in their PC. Every time you mention a price, it's like you know how good of a PC that you could build. For that. I've got a 4K TV in here too, but it's not even running 4K. It's still running 1080p. You know why? Because the consoles do better pushing 1080 than they do 4K. So I haven't even used the full 4K functionality of that TV. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to go to break. We're going to uh, sell out for a, a short while. Uh, and then uh, we will be back with, uh, with, uh, with more of whatever this is. Because I I don't know what exactly it is, but more of more of whatever this is. Um, what are we talking about after break? <laughs> what are we talking about we'll, after break? We'll we'll freestyle it. Is there literally any movie stuff to talk about? This, uh, there's <laughs> this there's there's not there's not a lot, but I have I have some things that we can discuss. Okay, all right. Well, good news. It's not going to all blow up in the end, boys. So come on back after the sell up. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Sit tight. Hey guys, if you're enjoying Technical Alpha and are interested in supporting us, do I have a solution for you? We've set up a Patreon page to help us help you help us and you. We've got a list of options that would make a used car salesman cry that provide you with a range of goodies for your support. Head on over to patreon.com slash technicalalpha to see what's up for grabs. Do you like badges and stuff? Subscribe to us on Twitch TV to get, well, badges and stuff. 
Technical Alpha is live-streamed every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash technicalalpha, so if you're in the neighborhood, be sure to stop by. Listening to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, or another podcast app? If you're having a good time, be sure to give us a thumbs up. It's a simple thing, but it goes a long way in helping us reach more people, and really, more people should be able to judge us feverishly. It's only fair. Honestly though, while we like to joke about the cello, just being a regular listener is a huge help, and we're incredibly thankful for all of your support. Technical Alpha will continue soon, so sit tight. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the cello break. Once again, thank you guys so much for all of your support on iTunes. We, uh, for the first time, I spotted us in the all-podcast list uh, a few days ago, so that was that was pretty hyped to, to see us popping up there, so that's always a good sign. So we appreciate all that support there. And of course, Google Play Rare, you're listening to us right now, is much appreciated. And don't forget, if you're listening to this and uh, you've ever, you know, run out of things to watch on Netflix on a Friday night, know that we are live on Twitch, technical uh, slash technical alpha, uh, every uh, Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's what we're doing right now. We love you and we're not weird. No. Oh, yeah, well, and we were, abso- we're absolutely a little, a little fucking weird. I don't Shh, think there's two ways around don't that Don't tell one. them that. <laughs> there's no two ways around that one you know what i you know i actually want to talk about quickly before we jump into the usual second half stuff this would be the worst e3 wrap-up ever if we didn't at least mention all three we've talked about xbox we talked about sony we just we even talked about about bethesda please please just brief just vetoing this there's no there's no there's no crazy things to talk about nintendo um because they didn't do like a really big showing or anything but i thought we should at least mention i know jeff jeff something i'm so e3'd the fuck out bro and i'm even more e3 i'm even more nintendo'd out like i i know i know you're a nintendo we'll carry you we'll 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 carry we'll carry you through we're not going to talk that much on board this whole time on this e3 bullshit bro it was going so well and you just had to bring it back (laughs) to this nintendo talk just just a brief dude i just need one week of no nintendo (laughs) well if you stop just whining we could get through this faster so we're going to talk about Nintendo just briefly. Oh, eat my uh, ass, dude. Eat my ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nintendo had, a, uh, had like some, some remarkably uh, like all over the place showings. They either had some pretty cool looking stuff uh, or they just had really shit looking stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite thing was. I actually think my favorite thing wasn't even technically the Nintendo conference. It was the Ubisoft conference where uh, where uh, Shigeru Miyamoto comes out on stage uh, with Eves and they talk about that new Mario plus Rabbids uh, XCOM, XCOM type game. game. Yes. Which actually looks pretty. I'm not gonna lie. I think that game looks pretty fucking fun. I'm. I'm not even. An, I hate XCOM. It's like when they came and I thought in, that like when game they came looked in pretty and good. Super Mario RPG. Like they came in and did something different with their IP and mixed it up a bit. Nintendo does that yeah. well. I don't know. I don't think there's so much was, more to say about it. At Nintendo's conference. No, was no, a that, that was. Conference. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, the the things that bothered me though, just to, uh, about Nintendo's conference, were, were the. Um, Here's a a shimmery uh, logo for Metroid Prime Four, and then in development. We're not. There's not a year attached to it. There's nothing. It's just in development. It's like congratulations. We know it's in development. Then the they did the same thing with uh, saying there was a Pokemon, a mainline Pokemon game being developed for the Switch. 
Um, just, hey, it's in development. Um, Mario looked really good. And those were like the, yeah, those were like the big things. Everything else was kind of just whatever. And then the strangest thing, like I said earlier, was when they waited until the, not the, not the, the thing that they actually would have been considered a, a conference, but when they announced the, the Metroid Prime 3DS game during Treehouse and that game looks awesome. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw that panic, the 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 Metroid game for it. It's like a redo of Metroid 2, I think they said, uh sort of. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm kind of moving into Jeff's camp right now because every time the more we talk about Oh, Nintendo, you guys are a bunch more, of fucking the more I get this fine. Like, pain in my You right bunch of fucking pussies. <laughs> then let's talk about something. Now, what do you guys want to talk about? Holding hands and singing fucking kumbaya? What do you want to talk about? Hit me well, up. What I mean, you got? I don't want to talk happening about in fucking Treehouse and fucking What's, a Metroid sign. I cuz there's nothing What's to talk talking? about. What's, t- what's about, happening in movies? Let's actually, what do let's, you got? Let's talk about some real life shit, all right? Let's talk okay. about some good ass. Let's talk about that Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight that's going down August 26th. We know what's going to happen. Arena in Las Mc- Vegas. We already talked. We, we had like that. an hour segment already about this before. Not on there. Yeah, we did. Not on the air. I don't remember. It's official now. It's happening. It's done. Okay. Oh, no. During our pre pre show. Let me let me put my official stamp on this. If you guys want to make money and you're and you're not one of those people that are scared to spend a hundred extra dollars on an Xbox One X, take that extra hundred dollars that you would spend on an Xbox One X, put it on McGregor knocking out Mayweather in the first round, and then just don't give a fuck. Because if he's gonna win, it's gonna be the first round, and it's gonna be a Christmas miracle fucking on the face, out of nowhere against the greatest defensive boxer of all time. Smash him in the face, knock his ass to the ground. That's it. That's all you've got. Don't fucking bet on anything else and then watch the shit show unfold and just know that no matter what, McGregor wins 125% of the time. He's going to get paid 16 lifetimes worth of money in that one fight. No matter what, he wins. Mayweather at least has to have a 0.01% chance of being afraid that he gets knocked the fuck out in this fight. That is literally <laughs> it. Otherwise, Mayweather goes in, embarrasses the fuck out of McGregor. McGregor doesn't care because he gets paid four and a half billion dollars. Everybody goes home, and it's the fucking show. That's it. <laughs> That's the fight. What about sums it <laughs> That's up in all my it book? Is. Yeah. It's literally uh, that I entire mean- fight. Like, yeah, I'm excited I'm, that it's happening. It's crazy. But, I mean, what what's going to happen? You either get the hypest knockout of all time. Literally. The most out of left field, couldn't be any crazier. Conor McGregor catches him and fucking knocks him out. knockout and the, of all time. And the whole world implodes. Mayweather will literally overdose on some random fucking drug that very night. If he gets knocked the fuck out, guaranteed he will not show his face again. And then that will be the end of the boxing world. McGregor wins. So boxing's Jeff, fucking toasted. Jeff, are you coming uh, <laughs> coming to Vegas for that one? Uh, I'm waiting to see how much the tickets are going to be. So if if the tickets are affordable, which I'm thinking probably for upper lower bowl, lower upper bowl is probably going to be around a thousand bucks. I would imagine uh, maybe a bit more for the for the upper lower bowl. I'm not sure uh, if it was still at the if it was at the MGM, it would probably be more expensive because it's a small arena. But now they're using the the big arena, more seats. They're going to want to fill it. Uh, there's going to be it, it. I mean, the amount of celebrities that'll be in the building that night will just be unexplainable. Uh, it, it's going to be the biggest fight of all time ever in in any combat sport uh, ever. Combat like bigger sport. than 
Ali, Frazier, well, whether whether it's MMA, boxing, uh, Olympics, whatever, it's going to be the, the 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 amount of eyes and press that's going to be on that is going to be insane. The the build up, the lead up to it, the trash talking is going to be so good watching uh, Mayweather, the king of 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 trash talk and then seeing Connor, who is now the god of trash talk, who really uh, kind of emulates Mayweather and 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 what he's done in terms of flashing money, the the shit talking, being a great promoter, uh, starting his own McGregor promotions. Mayweather obviously got the Mayweather promotions. Uh, you know, uh, Connor's taken a lot out of Mayweather's playbook, and the fact that Connor is probably going to make a hundred million dollars off this fight, and Mayweather can make up to four hundred million dollars on this fight. Uh, it's exciting. It's a circus uh, for for the boxing. Uh, fans out there, like the purists, it's it's a disgrace. It's a it's a clown show. So uh, they're not happy about it. <laughs> this is kind yeah. of my question. I I, I watch so I watch some of the bigger fights. I, I used to watch some boxing. What makes this fight like again like the biggest fight of the the fight of the century or fight of all time compared to say you know the Ali fights or you know some of the other legendary fights? Like what makes this one so much bigger than all the other ones? So some those ones went down in the history books. And they'll, they'll yeah, always course. be there. Yeah, and, and they'll always go down in the history books. The thing is, is it's a combination of things. Uh, fighting back then, it, it wasn't it wasn't as... It was a spectacle for sure, you know. Uh, you watch Ali fight, it was a spectacle. But now, everything is so big with social media, the followings, uh, the, the fact that Conor McGregor is the most recognizable fighter on the planet, essentially, uh, worldwide. And Mayweather is 49-0, and 0, who has tied the all-time record of being undefeated. If he beats McGregor, he'll become 50-0. and 0. He'll, he'll hold the best record. Uh, he'll break all the records. The fact that Mayweather is... Everybody loves or hates Mayweather. Everybody wants to see him lose. And the fact that McGregor puts people to sleep with his left hand and there's there's a small inkling of a chance. I mean, almost no chance that he'll catch Mayweather. But if he does, the reason why this is so big is because it is MMA versus boxing. MMA has taken over in terms of the pay-per-view numbers, be, beyond some of Mayweather stuff. Like, you know, Mayweather, Pacquiao did really well, obviously. Uh, there's some other pay-per-views that do well, but McGregor's selling 1.2 you know, million pay-per-views, uh, and and he's he's just a megastar. So the fact that MMA has eclipsed boxing, and there's so much hate on who who is better, it's 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 boxing versus MMA here. If so do the boxing goes purists out there, hate this fight because if Mayweather wins, he goes fifty and home beats the boxing records because this is not, they don't see this as a pure fight. Yeah, well, the, a lot of purists hate it because and for good reason. I mean, not only not is really, he going to break fight. the record, he's going to break the record by fighting Conor McGregor, who isn't even a boxer. He's an MMA yeah. fighter who who is who is skilled with his hands. Is the boxing and he, association he counting people. that as a valid fight for that, though. Oh yes, oh yeah, it's a professional oh. fight. He's got his license. It's a it's a okay. real fight. They're, it's they're, sanctioned. It's it's sanctioned by it's both everything. organizations, pretty much. Uh, yeah, well, and UFC has nothing to do with it. UFC oh, basically okay. is allowing Conor to fight. Uh, because they have rights to his his brand, 
Um, and so they're they're going to get a big chunk of money, but they're not part of the promotion. The, oh, the okay. reason why the purists are so upset is because not only is he going to break the record fighting Conor McGregor, but there's a lot of boxers out there, much more talented, that would kill for a chance to fight Mayweather, not only for the, the purse, but for the the opportunity to fight the best defensive boxer of all time, it's a caliber thing. It's kind of like it's kind of like you going so, into your work tomorrow, right? And say you've been there for years and you're really really good at your job, and then you've got some fuckboy that comes in that knows nothing about your stuff, but so happens that he's boning like the CEO, and they just decided that he's now going to take over your position or or he's going to be your boss. You're not going to be happy about that. So it's it's more of a thing where he doesn't deserve to to be there. He doesn't deserve to have the spotlight. It is a it's a big spit in the face. But a lot of boxers are going, hey, man, there's so much money on the line to have these megastars fighting that the most of the boxers aren't even upset about it. It's the it's the purest fans that are upset about it because a lot of the purists out there are like, yo, uh, boxing is 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 more technical, even though it's I mean, it is technical, but there's so many more things you got to learn in MMA. It's a sweet with. It is. It is the sweet science. But a lot of people are upset because uh, he doesn't deserve to be there. But everybody's making so much money, and it's the biggest fight of all time. That it it is. It is what it is. I'm excited for it. It's going to be an amazing event to like hang out with your friends, watch it as as a circus. And if if for some reason Conor McGregor can pull it off and he hits him with a left, and like Adam said, it has to happen early. I don't think it's going to happen the first round. if it does happen, it'll probably like have to three. happen in the first three. Uh, but because the the big McGregor's just way over his head. He's doing it for the money. Everybody's doing he'll it for the money. Team after three rounds. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's going to be crazy. But if he can knock him out, not only will Conor McGregor uh, give Mayweather his first loss, he won't beat the record. He'll have he'll he'll get the biggest payday of his life. He'll probably never go back to the UFC. He'll box again, probably a rematch, make another bajillion dollars. And not only that, the rematch will, of the century, he will kill boxing in one punch. I mean, if a guy from MMA comes over to boxing and does what what all the biggest boxers ever uh, couldn't do to Mayweather uh, in, in, in those weight classes and in this era and he comes in and he cleans them out and knocks them out. Oh my God. One left hook will will that'll be the end of the discussion. I mean, MMA at that point. Uh, will have totally be eclipsed thing. boxing, and it would be the death of boxing as we know it. So uh, really, really excited. It's crazy that it's happening, uh, but I, I truly believe that Mayweather, I mean, he's way more technical. He's been a boxer since he could throw a punch, and it's it's going to be GG. He's going to get fucking wrecked in there. He's going to get schooled. It's going to be embarrassing. McGregor probably won't make it to the eighth round. I think if he makes it past eight rounds, that's a victory for him. And like what Adam said, it's a win, 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 win for McGregor. And Mayweather has so much to lose if for some reason he gets clipped. But Mayweather, he, he doesn't he, he doesn't get hit ever. I mean, there's way better boxers, bigger, stronger, faster boxers than Conor McGregor that Mayweather has fought in the past. And they all couldn't do it. So there's no way that Connor's going to do it. But in that off chance, put money on on Connor McGregor and get a big payday. If if for somehow he wins, like Adam said, put a hundred bucks on him. I mean, what's the worst going to happen? You're going to lose a hundred bucks, but the odds are going to be so astronomical that it's almost you're you're almost dumb not to put some kind of money on that fight. 
uh, just in the off chance it happens, the whole fucking world will explode, dude. Imagine this buildup. Imagine what it's going to be like from now when they do the first presser and those two guys are fucking standing in front of each other and talking shit. Oh, my God. Every video on YouTube will have like 10, 100 million views. This shit will be crazy. McGregor and, and Mayweather are going to sell this thing like you don't even believe it's going to be exciting. <laughs> and then when we get there, the first three rounds are going to be fire. And then the rest of it, it's going to be Mayweather uh, just clipping them up and just playing the points like he always does and coming up with the victory. So, Jeff, would you just fight Mayweather? For the price that Connor's getting paid. You personally. Dude, I'd fight Mayweather for a no million training. dollars. I would, I would go in for a million dollars. I would fight Mayweather. Like, with, I'd get my ass whooped for a million. 100%. I mean, what's the worst <laughs> going to do? Knock me out? I mean, <laughs> I'll take a million dollars to go to, go to yeah, sleep. Like, well, yeah, like there's not really, you know, short, short of five bucks, really. Who's, who's going to pass up on, on like, you know, what are you going to do? Go People in do there and get fucking hit a couple times? People yeah, will be exactly. like, yo, Mayweather, can you knock me the fuck out, bro? Like, exactly. you know, I won't sue you. Just punch me. <laughs> it's not like no, Mayweather it's... knocks people out anyway. He hasn't knocked anybody out since 1999. He's not a knockout artist. Yeah. He's, he's, got, he's got a strong... Uh, he's got a strong defensive game. He'll hurt you. He'll hurt you. He'll wear you down. And I mean, okay, uh, he knocked out uh, Ortiz because he he had his gloves down. He did a cheap shot, and knocked him out. But that doesn't count. But uh, uh, but he doesn't knock people out. I don't believe at all he's going to knock out McGregor. I think McGregor's going to get tired. He's not going to be able to keep up the pace. And then McGregor's just going to fall apart. And either it'll be a technical knockdown where he'll just he'll get tired. And he'll fall. He'll over. take too much damage. And, and it'll and they'll call it off, but to get knocked out clean, the only knocking out clean is going to happen is if McGregor hits him square in the face with a left. Then, yeah, I believe that uh, Mayweather could could go to sleep. I mean, Connor's thing. The, yeah. This is such a this is such a shit show. This whole thing is such a shit show. Like, really, if you really think about it, this this is an entire shit show. You've got. You've you've got from a from a fan standpoint the purists on both sides or the the super fans on both sides right you've got one side that will perpetually say that boxing is the greatest fighting sport on the face of the planet and that you know their fighters are going to beat the shit out of UFC guys day in and day out whatever 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 you go on the other side the MMA guys they're going to say no our guy is going to be able to beat your dude every day of the week whatever whatever whatever. That only here. Here's the three scenarios. Here you've got an MMA guy going to one extreme, where you're going to hands-only pointed combat in a ring in boxing. You're taking somebody from multiple uh, disciplines down to one discipline, where they have to spread all of their skill over many disciplines down to fighting somebody that has only honed that one discipline for their entire career. The same goes in the reverse. You take somebody that has only honed one thing their entire lives and you dump them into a ring where there are four, sometimes even five different disciplines under somebody's belt, they're going to fuck you up eight ways to Sunday every single time. Both sides. But here's the ultimate thing that everybody always talks about. Oh, uh, here's the reality of it. You put both of them outside of points fighting, MMA is going to fucking buckle your shit every oh, yeah. single time. 
fucking time. Mayweather got in a street fight. He would get his shit kicked in so hard. He'd go back to 20 years old and re-experience the second half of his life again. <clears throat> well, to, to but, everyday Joes, <laughs> if it's a bar fight, I think Mayweather would be able to handle himself totally fine. But if you're going to well, fight a yeah, professional saying, uh, MMA yeah, fighter, exactly. I mean, you're dead. I, it, it's it's you're, you're literally dead. If this was in an octagon, uh, Mayweather is a dead man. Like, he's literally a dead man. It, yeah. it, since it's in a boxing ring, Connor's the dead man. There's just really no way he can win. Now, if 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 Connor McGregor was fighting somebody, I was going to say like if he was fighting Pac Man, but Pac Man would would actually knock out Connor McGregor cold. <laughs> but the, but if if Connor was fighting somebody not at uh, at Mayweather's level, I I truly believe that Connor McGregor couldn't beat anybody in the top twenty. But even if he fought, say the twentieth ranked person. And and it wasn't as good, obviously defensive. Nobody's as good as as, as Mayweather. Then Connor stands a better chance because he has that fighter's punch, that that fighter's chance to, to get off that one left hook. If you're going to fight somebody that is careless and likes to trade. I mean, all it takes is one punch for you to clip up. I mean, there's a lot of boxers and MMA fighters out there, especially MMA fighters that don't have the long reach. They need to, they have to get in there and take a hit so they can get a hit off or get two off, and they're not afraid to get punched. The the problem is 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 Mayweather doesn't get punched ever. Like it's very rare, and when he gets punched, he's so he's so cuddled up. Uh, and his shoulders are so is so well placed, and he's always moving and analyzing things that you, even when you hit him, you don't fully connect with him. You only graze him. You get part of him, and there's not enough torque in that punch to take a guy to take the guy down. So even when Mayweather does get hit, it's not a full full blown punch. McGregor would stand a bigger chance against somebody else that's careless, but uh, somebody like Mayweather, it, 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 there's no way. I mean, it, it's it, that's why if it were to happen. It would be the biggest thing ever. Like it would, it would. The whole world would fucking explode, dude. It would be like, it'd be like Trump getting pr- the the presidency uh, times three. And I know that's like, like it's crazy. It's it's crazy it, I mean, uh, how I crazy. Mean, boxing, it would be. boxing, <laughs> boxing would get a massive hit if that happens. Bob, I mean, boxing always still makes unbelievable oh, yeah. amounts of money, oh, but. Yeah boxing would take if at least anything a massive ego hit if their prize fighter gets taken out by some MMA guy because how yep. long has this you know this whole back and forth between the the two uh you know the two businesses gone ever since MMA climbed up and kind of passed boxing in terms of of active of uh, I would say viewership <laughs> really yeah. um oh, yeah. You know, it's at the very least popularity amongst the, the, you know, most people, you know, uh, consumers. It's just been this big dick measuring contest uh, on both sides. And and they they do it with the fighters. They don't say, you know, well, our our program is just more fun to watch than yours. It's, you know, at the end of the day, oh, boxing is the, you know, the boxing is the sweet science. They 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 lean on on that, and it's true. Boxing can be very fun to watch, and and it is what it is. But uh, I mean, the both of them can be entertaining. Uh, but uh, I just I hate this dick measuring contest that's constantly going on between the two things. MMA has their own problems. Boxing has their own problems. Both have personalities that come up and carry the their promotions 
for years at a time, and then those guys go away, and then they struggle to fucking keep up for a while, and then somebody else comes out of the woodwork and rinse and repeat. Um, but uh, I, I just, I don't see, regardless of who wins this fight, I don't, I don't see like a really super positive outcome except for the bank accounts of both these gentlemen, because for Everybody both sides involved. of the field, I mean, uh, you, know, you know, Las Vegas is going to do great, Showtime's well, going to yeah, do great. Course. UFC's so gonna do great, McGregor's, of, all, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Outside, the outside fans, of the money. The fans want I, it, right? I, the fans want it. That's why it's happening. Yeah, but once it's done, right? Once this is done, uh, and there will only be a rematch if, if McGregor wins. If, if, yep. if Mayweather wins, there is no rematch. So, no, it's not. Uh, so, you know, once it's done, I'm just thinking, what's, the, what's the impact going to be like? You know, what, what is that going to be? How long of a, of a, of that extended dick measuring contest are we going to get in communities, you know, online, radio, TV, everybody's still going to be talking about that fight for like another two years after it happens. And it's going to be like, like this haunt. Is the, uh... <laughs> I don't think haunt it hurts them. it though. I don't think there's any like bad that comes out of it. like it's the last heist though for like. At least for Mayweather is going to be kind of like his last heist, his last. Job oh, this is definitely do. it. Yeah, he's going big, and then he's done. This is his like final score. I think McGregor might do something similar because the payout. You know, they don't have to do anything. He can go build his own brand. He can go do his own thing. Oh yeah, without having he, to jeopardize his like his like body anymore. Yeah, so, like, he said. Um, well, he said he wanted to fight in the UFC before the end of the year, so he'll probably fight on the last week of December uh, and defend his belt. Um, but Dana, Dana's saying Dana White saying that. Uh, he, he he's hoping like he's got Connor's word and Dana did this for him. It's it's hard to believe that after I, I truly believe that Connor's a man of his word. I mean, he's yeah. always stepped up and done shit. So I think after he loses to Mayweather and he makes a hundred million dollars, uh, he'll go and fight in the UFC. He'll defend his his title or lose one of the two. It doesn't matter. Um, likely he'll 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 win. Um, and then, uh, and then I think we'll never see him in the octagon again. I, I don't think there's any reason for him Why to put his he? body through that, through that strain yeah. to do three months. You don't, he uh, doesn't need to uh, work camp. that hard anymore. He's made a hundred million dollars. I mean, uh, and, and if anything, if, even if he goes eight rounds with Mayweather, the, the best defensive boxer to do it, um, or he even gets off a good shot, maybe he knocks Mayweather down or hurts him at any point in the fight. Um, I truly believe that you'll see Conor McGregor literally fight one more time in the UFC and then move on into boxing. He'll fight the Pac-Man and he'll make another $50 million. It won't be as much, but he'll make another 50 and then he'll, he'll ride off to the sunset. I, I, I don't see any reason for him to fight for $5 million, $10 million at the UFC than, uh, you know, one boxing fight that is, you know, five to ten years of getting paid uh, in the UFC. So, and if he wins, I don't think we'll ever see Conor McGregor uh, back in the UFC ever. Like at that point, it's it's a, a no brainer. Uh, unless he's just at that point a fucking god, and he and at that point he doesn't he doesn't even fight for money because McGregor's all about the money. But when you get mega rich like that, maybe he just goes, you know what? I don't care. Now I'm just gonna fight for whatever, right? But I can't see somebody fighting for charity. There's no way at that point being the biggest uh, person in combat sports in on the planet fighting for $5 million or $10 million. It just doesn't make It'll it doesn't be like make Rocky sense. IV, where you got the Dana, house, the robot, the, and everything. The only way at that point is if UFC gives him a stake in the company and says, okay, you fight for us, we're going to pay you the $20 million to fight, but you also own 5% of the UFC brand, and then I can see him. Uh, actively oh, fighting money on because he, because then he's going to get more of that back end money and that that long term cash 
that'll be able to spread to his family tree forever, uh, opposed to then be just being a prize fighter. That's the only way. Well, I, can I thought see it. I thought I, I thought this was kind of the thing that I was talking about when we originally talked about this in our pre precast test thing, where we had talked about this this whole thing was you know um, McGregor when McGregor does this and he makes all this money, he just decides he doesn't want to fight anymore. What does the UFC do? They They've got a they uh, the UFC was bought for all that money and they're still they're still putting up these clown fiesta fights trying to make their money back uh, to the point where pretty much almost every division has this fucked up belt tier that they've got uh, going on and you've got people that honest to God deserve to fight for the belt and it's not happening because they have to make their money back and now you've got your your cash cow Conor McGregor going and just pulling down 10 times the amount of money that he is going to make in the next five years at your venue and then probably piece the fuck out unless you give up a big-ass piece of the pie. And then you're starting from square one all over he again. Is the pie. Because then you're trying to make, you know, yeah. you get, now you got to make up the money that you're giving McGregor just to have a shot at him making a percentage of that money back. Like, what the fuck? Does UFC just, like, go into obscurity well, until somebody is- else comes up? They created a superstar, and they the superstar got too big for them. Um, he, he he got so big, and he's so good at networking, and he's such a character that he's impossible to to dislike. To dislike, really. I mean, even people that don't that think he's cocky and arrogant, they have to respect him because he talks so much shit and goes in and backs it up over and over again. He shows up. He doesn't. He doesn't miss weight. He, he knocks talks people the fuck cold. He, he the talks hitting. and he backs it. So I mean, <laughs> you, it's it's hard to hate on the guy. Um, and he got so big that and and there's a reason why the UFC sold for over four billion dollars, and it's because of Conor McGregor. Obviously, Ronda Rousey played a part. Silva played a part. You know, Chuck Liddell, all those people. But it didn't really become a big GSP. It didn't really become a big thing until Conor McGregor came and just started bringing in those huge pay-per-view numbers and all the merchandise and all the... I mean, Conor McGregor's following is bigger than the entire UFC. Like, just Conor McGregor, the brand, gets more YouTube views than the all of the UFC, has more Twitter followers than all of the UFC. Um, a lot of the roster combined... Um, I mean, Conor McGregor is the face of the UFC. So, really, Dana White had no choice but to allow him to do this because the last thing you want to do... Um, is is have Conor McGregor go rogue and say, all right, well, fuck you. I'm just going to go do this myself or I'm going to finish out my contract uh, and move to Bellator and make them the biggest thing. Uh, Dana White just kind of had the pressure on him and he had to had to uh, bow down to it and make it seem like he's doing Conor a favor because he Conor's done him so much favors. But the reality is Conor had the squeeze on him and he had no choice. I mean, he can make it, he can twist his words all he wants uh, he has no say in this. He just, I mean, he does have a say in this, but at the end of the day, Connor's going to do whatever the fuck Connor wants to do. And uh, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. It's pretty surreal. It's going to be amazing to see them stand off in front of each other. Uh, it's going to be one hell of a spectacle. And and I guarantee that the majority of the planet is going to be watching that fight. It's going to be amazing, guys. I, I, so as much of a circus as it is, it's just going to be an amazing thing to watch. It's, it's going to so be incredible. The, the- so the the question the question I guess still remains like what I'm what I'm most curious about is is what's next for the UFC. Other, I mean, for the fighters, it's probably the best possible thing that McGregor fucks off because he's he's messing with uh, with the belts in a in a few divisions 
right now. So it's for the structure of of the divisions in the UFC, you know, him being gone is probably better. But for the company and uh, money making, I don't eh. know. Yeah, I, 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 well, obviously, I don't think it's good either way. I think for the fighters, it's bad because um, when they fight McGregor, it's red panty night. Uh, they all get paid. Well, they make a uh, bunch of money. Only, yeah, not but- only that, but the fact that Conor McGregor's made so much money and he's been he's negotiated so much, every single fighter has now. Uh, had pay increases because they're all kind of opening up their eyes. He's also shown the fighters that, hey, you know, if you market yourself outside of the UFC and you create a fan base, then obviously that holds value. It's no different than like being a streamer or an entertainer. Uh, you know, sponsors are going to pay for that for that ad, you know, that that place. No, well, I, it's I, not, I understand the thing that. Is it's, I understand where you're coming from, but but here's here's the thing that you probably don't know is it's not just Conor McGregor. I mean, these belt issues are happening in almost every single division, literally. No, they are because there of are, the Fiesta are, fights. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're because, well, because they're making money fights, right? And they're not yes. making, they're not, they're yes. not doing the traditional structure because when they got bought out, they need to make money, uh, the, uh, yes. fights that are going to sell. And the main reason why they did that is because guys like John Jones, they've been unreliable and out of there. Ronda Rousey's got fucking destroyed twice now. God knows if she's coming back. Brock Lesnar is on roids and, and okay. is banned for a while. Um, uh, GSP retired and now he's coming back, but now he needs to wait till October. So all of their big superstars are gone. And that's why they're creating these super fights is because there's not that many stars within that division. And the, the, the stars that are left, the, the people that they're fighting, the up and comers, although they, there are some really talented guys, technically, I mean, you look at uh, Demetrius uh, or um, uh, yeah, Mighty Mouse, you look at him who is the best pound for pound fighter in the world and who's defended his, his title 10 times now. Um, and is incredible. He's not a draw. He doesn't. He doesn't bring in pay per view numbers. He's not marketable. Uh, he all these other things. So the fact that they've got these talented guys, the problem is they don't sell pay per views, and that's why they had to do these kind of things where one star from one weight class goes up or goes down to fight the other star in the other weight weight class and try and market this whole two belt thing or or three belt thing or whatever. Just yeah, Conor so McGregor kind of made it the popular thing to do because uh he's conor mcgregor yeah so instead of pretty much having strict weight classing leagues they're pretty much just like uh we'll just go with whoever's the most popular send them back and forth and that's joe and again that's gonna mess everything up and whether connor's there or not that is going to continue to go forward until either connor comes back and that's only one weight well two weight classes depending on where he wants to fight uh, when GSP comes back, John Jones is coming back in July. So there's a lot of fighters that are now about to come back. So I think once these fighters do come back, uh, we're going to see, I hope we're going to see, I'm sure we're going to see some obscure super fights, of course, and they're fun to watch, but hopefully we'll see a little bit more uh, within the rankings so that uh, there's actually some more structure uh, in the UFC. And it's not all about who's got the biggest social media dick. Uh, and it's more about who who's the most talented fighter in the weight class. But once again, they're a business, and they got to do uh, they got to pull on those numbers, especially when they spend over four billion dollars. Again, everything you just said, I, I, I get, and a lot of mo- yeah. a lot of that was what I already said. My my question is <laughs> still the question that I'm asking is, you know, how because McGregor, like what you just said, exactly underscores my question. 
is all of their stars are gone. They're either doing blow or fucking liquoring up right through the anus and going and driving Lamborghinis and crashing them into fucking telephone poles, doing whatever the shit they're doing, uh, and, and not being reliable, or you've got Ronda Rousey who's just getting her shit kicked in or whatever the, the, the thing is. They have zero stars right now. They have Conor McGregor, full stop, period. Everybody else is either dead in a ditch or on their way to being dead in a ditch. Uh, and then they have a bunch of really technically phenomenal fighters, and yes, they're not marketable, I guess, or as marketable, so on and so forth, creating their own brands outside of it like Connor has. So the question is, still, that, I, that I'm asking myself here, and then I, I don't know what the answer is, is how does the UFC handle the fact that when Connor makes so much fucking money that he doesn't give a shit about the UFC, and then they don't have him, and they still don't have... John Blows, or whoever the fuck else is out there doing their thing, fucking up their careers, doing shit they shouldn't be doing. So, uh, that is my my question. I, under, I understand fully why they're doing super fights. I get it. It makes sense. Mostly it's because they paid too much fucking money for the UFC, but it is what it is. Uh, and now they've got to make that money back. But it's it's just, for, for me, it's unfortunate because you watch these guys that are uh, incredible fighters basically sit on a shelf during the prime of their fighting careers just literally with a, th- a thumb up their ass. And it's great that Connor has raised the pay grade for everybody else. But that's already been done now. He's accomplished that. So it's not about that anymore. It's, it's about the fact that you have all these people basically paperweights in the locker room not being able to do anything because they're doing these never-ending super fights. So I'm hoping at some point that slows down. And I guess the thing that I would say is... Uh, that, and, then, and I understand this isn't reality, but it's something that I would, I would like to, to see them do. They've got all this fucking money. UFC's got all this fucking money. There are lots of sports where the people that are the stars of the sports are not really that fucking marketable at all. They're, they are like savants. They just have like zero personality, but by God, they are absolute legends in whatever the fuck they're doing. You know who takes over at that point? The company managing their ass. They paint them up, make them look pretty, and fucking smack their ass and tell them to get out on stage oh and put the fireworks God. in the fucking background and light a rocket up under their ass. The and WWE the effect. Yes, they they take people that that are skilled, but they have fucking zero goose egg personality, and they do it because then they make a shitload of fucking money. So uh, my question would be, why would it, why would the UFC not try and take that approach and just do that so that they're not leaning on? Oh God, we have to hope to high hell that somebody with a lot of skill who is also social media Jesus, comes out through the fucking ranks and carries our ass to our $4 billion buyout that we just suffered. That's that's what I'm questioning. I understand why the Super Fights shit happening. Well, I can, some... I can answer all of it. I can answer all of it for you if you want. Hit, uh, hit me up, Popeye. What, what is all it? Right. What are the answers right, well, that I seek? Well, for one, they are sort of doing these things. They they do have UFC retreats. Uh, they actually just had one like three, two or three weeks ago. Uh, where all the fighters get together, they talk about branding, they talk about um, promoting yourself, um, all these things. Fighters get together, they, they shoot the shit, so on and so forth. Um, so they have those. On top of that, they do they do quite a bit. And and you're 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 right. I'm not 
disagreeing with what you're saying. You're not as in, you're not very informed, but you're I'm you're you're on the right track. There there are stars in the UFC, and there are uh, big fights that are happening, even legitimately in within the rankings that are exciting for purists like me. Um, but you're you are right to an extent. The thing is, is is John Jones is coming back. He fights next month. Uh, GSP is coming back. He fights in <laughs> September, October. Um, yes. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these fighters, these big fighters, are coming back. Uh, you know, I, I, God knows about Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey. I'm sure Ronda will come back at some point. But even if they don't, uh, they are they are there. Here's here's the thing with the marketing. They do they do embedded. So they they show the fight week leading up. They do the the every day. They have cameramen that follow them around and uh, and promote the fight. And they have an opportunity to to show off some things. Um, they do um, a bunch of analytical stuff where they 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 talk about the fighters. They show highlights of the fighters. All these things. Um, the, the The problem that that they have is a lot of a lot of the fighters are not really interested in doing promotional stuff mainly because they're so dialed in on their craft that they don't have they feel as though they don't need time to do it and yes the UFC understands that and they are doing what they can I feel like I'm working at UFC they, they're doing what they can <laughs> but the problem is is everybody is is a subcontractor like they all they all do their own thing they have a roster but fighters can deny fights they have to accept fights they have to sign them uh, they have to deal with their own camp. They, they, you know, the UFC doesn't pay for any of this shit. They have a, they have an amount of money. They get a Reebok check, and that's the show. Um, you know, sure they get a contract for the UFC, and they have to do so many fights. But the UFC only has so much say on what a fighter does outside of the octagon. So it's really up to the fighter to go above and beyond. The UFC will do their part, but uh, the the reality is, Adam, a lot of these fighters are just, it's kind of like gamers, right? You see this, you see streamers, right? Where, you know, I get a sponsorship from Sennheiser, you know, I, I you know, and I'm not the biggest streamer in the world. I don't have the biggest audience, but I'm a very personal person, right? So if I tell somebody, hey, you know, go buy Sennheisers because they're amazing and they sound incredible and I've been using them for a long time and I have that connection with my fans, then my fans are going to, uh, my viewers are going to take my word for it and they're going to go out and they're going to support the the sponsor that supports me because that's just the way it is. Problem is, is with these fighters is they don't give a fuck about sponsorships. The, a lot of them don't. The good ones do because they understand the money, the benefits. That's why a lot of these fighters are doing commentaries now, working at Fox, getting their brands out more, getting their personalities out, the, out there more. DC is one of those guys that uh, was was not really liked and got hated on a lot, but people are starting to come around to him because they're realizing the type of person that he actually is. So, you know, they're, they're doing that, but a lot of them are just not savvy. It's like the video gamers on here that all they want to do is turn on the stream, or, or make a YouTube video and do what works. They don't want to upset their viewership by, by, by seeming to be a sellout. They may not be comfortable with promoting. They may not know how to promote or speak in that type of language um, or appropriately or anything like that because they're only focused on on their craft. You know, it's like a StarCraft player. They're only focused. The Korean player's only focused on his game. That's it. He doesn't have time to stream and talk to chat and give thumbs up and plug Sennheiser. He wakes up, he watches replays, he he 
plays the game for 10 hours. He goes over the replays. He eats some rice. He goes to the gym. He goes to bed. Rinse and repeat. It's like that for most fighters. That's all they know. A lot of fighters come from very broken places, rough uh, bring-ups, and all these other things, and all they know is how to fight. That's all they want to do is fight. They don't give a fuck about any other stuff. And that worked before in the days of the Chuck Liddells, the days of the the Matt Hughes, which was who was in a scale. terrible accident today, by the way. Um, uh, all those all those great fighters in that era when the sport was was coming up and it wasn't as commercial as it is now where it's all about the numbers. Back then, it was just growing and they were always exceeding the expectations. But now that the UFC has bitten off more than they can chew so to speak. I mean, they will make their money back, of course, but now that they've taken a big chunk of pie, there's that extra pressure now to push megastars and create megastars, but it's hard to create a megastar that doesn't want to go on the other side of being a star. That's like uh, uh, Mighty Mouse, who is a megastar, and every fighter like goes on their knees and bows to the god because he's so fucking good, but People, most people, most casuals don't even know who he is or give a fuck. And that's the sad truth. And until he's willing can you, to can go you, the extra mile and the USC is willing to meet him that way, then th- th- making – and not everybody can be a star either. Not everybody has the look. Not everybody has the charisma, the charm. You can't force these things. You know, we're in the entertainment business. It, it's like you, Adam, when you're saying, well, you know, I can't be the guy that puts on a chain mail and sings and does crazy shit. That's just not who I am. I mean, I, you, I can't fake it. That's just my personality. Uh, that's just how I am. And for me, I'm always animated. I'm always the loud guy. I'm always the dude that's, you know, going to make the Reddit posts good or bad. And, and those are the type of people that are marketable because they get the eyes. And not everybody can just go in the spotlight and do those things. And that's where the big... Uh, issues are, and that's why the mega fights and these weird fuckery fights happen because they need those marketable uh, beings fighting each other to make those numbers. Can you can you explain this star, mega star, and then the other side of the star? Because yeah. I'm, I'm confused by the sides and how many sides the star actually has. Okay, well, a <laughs> mega star is someone like Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor. Those are well, the. That, uh, that, I understand, like I understand who's who, but like, what do you mean by? Sides of a star, uh, like as okay. So when I when I was saying Mighty Mouse is an example, sides, Mighty Mouse is an example because Mighty Mouse has got the technical side, right? Can you imagine if you put technical skill gave Mighty Mouse's skill to Conor McGregor? I mean, it would be it it would be fucking insane. It's like oh, it's so you're like pretty making much a Mayweather, right? It's like it's, Mayweather skills, is both sides of the spectrum, and, right? Yeah. Super skilled. An amazing shit talker and a seller, right? Always on yeah. social media, always flashing, always making headlines. Exactly. A lot of the people in the UFC, there's they're either ultra skill. I mean, even GSP for an example. GSP is is like sort of in the middle where he's extremely talented. He's still really marketable, but he's not like on the side of Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey. He's like uh, uh, closer towards that that end spectrum where he's marketable as hell and he'll sell pay-per-views. He may not do Ronda Rousey or Conor McGregor numbers or even Brock Lesnar numbers, but he's going to do big numbers. And also, he's just not that exciting of a fighter. He lays on people, or at least that's what he's been doing for the for the last part of his career. Uh, but McGregor not only talks shit, but he goes out and does it. Ronda Rousey was the same way, going and destroying people. You, there was a thing where you could watch all of her fights 
fights on a on a on a Snapchat. You know, it's like that's that's how fast <laughs> these fights are ending. The vines. So, you know. You know, you've got you've got the guys that 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 are good, the DJs. Then you've got the 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 marketable guys like uh, Rumble Johnson, uh, who just recently retired, who I think will come back. Um, you know, guys like that that are that are talented, but just exciting to fight, uh, exciting to watch, and they'll sell pay reviews. And then you've got the GSPs, and then you've got the McGregors. So there's just different there's different levels to this shit. And they need more of the GSP type shit, like the John Joneses, the GSPs, the uh, the uh, I don't know, I'm I'm blanking out on names, but there's there's probably about five fighters, you know, even Anderson Silva, who's a bum by the way now, but he's Anderson Silva, he's like the GSP, right? He's he's a name, he's marketable, he has a long career, he isn't <laughs> totally name? like you know, he isn't totally. I love, I love how I love. I love how every time Anderson Silva leaves Jeff's lips, it's like he has like a, a like a a fucking bodily reflex. It's like <laughs> oh, his bum. Oh god, yeah. he's, like Christine Taylor, he's, like, he's gonna oh, fucking vomit those words bit. out. Like oh, no, he's like bit. a forty-three-year-old man re- repairing a fucking Staten hat. Like he's a bum. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an Anderson Silva hater, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rightfully so, though. Bad. Like he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been good for a long time, but. Uh, He's but fucking yeah, 43 so that, years it. old. He had a leg snapped exactly. in half. I mean, really, exactly. how are you so supposed to gonna, be a fucking god? If you're going to keep fighting, then I'm going <laughs> to shit on you, right? Go retire with your fucking tens of millions of dollars that you made and just go He's fuck just off your fun. time. Yeah, well, He's just well, having fun. Says the guy that, that wants to do, that wants the it, it to be normal again. I mean, Anderson Silva uh, is, is fighting some top-tier dudes. Uh, and he has Silva's no business fault. doing it because he's Anderson Silva, right? I mean, you, you, you just his, said, go and have fault? some fun, Jeff. Well, no, it's not <laughs> his, his fault. Silva's but, fault. But you literally just said, like it is you know, fault. when are they going to go back to doing what they used to do? The thing is, is he's sure. a big personality and he sells pay-per-views. So it is what it is. So I'm just going to keep shitting on him every time he goes in there and barely <laughs> wins one fight out of like four years or gets his ass whooped. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So anyway, uh, that that's that's uh that's the UFC the UFC talk. I'm excited for the fight. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it again because I I can guarantee you when these guys meet up, there is going to be some crazy shit that's going to go down, and it's going to be hilarious to watch. The buildup is going to be fucking insane. The buildup's going to be better <laughs> than the fight for sure. The fight's going to be so bad, dude. It's like there's there's no outcome for that fight where it's exciting. It's literally and if there is, it will be exciting for like the point two seconds if McGregor knocks him out, and that will be it. And then it will be all be over, and it will be like watching porn and smack you know smacking your dick around. And then at the end of it, and you're done, and you go, oh god. Well, you look down at yourself and you're like, what have I done? And that's basically <laughs> that's basically gonna be it. All We've hype all and everything, and then oh shit, what the uh, fuck I have feel I so done? Dirty. Oh why are these God, midgets why? in this clown car? I don't know what's happening right now. Is that a oh horse? God. What the fuck? So, you know, that's pretty much what's <laughs> going to be like. Uh, is there anything happening in the movie world? Are we still in the dead zone right now? Uh, well, no, there's movies that are out, but I haven't uh, I haven't had any any time to go and see I a movie. Gone out. I, I still I haven't, haven't watched Wonder gone. Woman yet. Dude, when I got that big retro pickup, that has like consumed my life for the last. I, I'm done with it now. Like I, I've gone through everything, so I haven't had a chance. Like um, last movie I saw was Wonder Woman. I need to go see the Mummy. 
Uh, I need to go see All Eyes on Me, which I think come, came out tonight. Uh, that's the Tupac movie, so I'm going to definitely go see that. Uh, what Funny thing about All Eyes on Me is the guy who plays Tupac, he looks exactly like Tupac. It's fucking scary, dude. <laughs> um, like uh, Throughout high school and stuff, they all called him Pac. Um, his dad actually produced music for Tupac at one point. And oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, well, you know, maybe that's why he looks like Tupac. Maybe Tupac boned his mom and that's like his, his actual <laughs> son or some shit. But um, the guy was working at fucking like Target and and uh, just doing retail. He wasn't an actor, nothing. And he, he submits a tape, uh, an audition tape on the last day that you could submit. And he ends up getting a call back from Hollywood and uh, he ends up auditioning and he gets the part. It's crazy. Good dude. lord! It's, and apparently he fucking crushes it. Like he's does an amazing job with with acting. Um, he's also he also he, he comes from a musical family, so he sounds like Tupac. He uh, he's just it's supposed to be just incredible. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I really enjoyed uh, Straight Outta Compton. I actually saw Straight Outta Compton three times. It's that good. That was a good movie. Uh, so. Oh, it was amazing. It was a perfect a blend between like biopic and 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 like movie fun. It was just those movies don't usually a, go well and it like actually hit on almost it hit with a lot of audiences and did really well. And I always knew a lot about the uh NWA, but I I never knew that much about Pac. So I'm curious to see the story there and see how that goes besides that uh rough night comes out uh which is like a comedy that i'll probably take the wife to it's about girls that uh it's like on a bachelorette party and um uh they get a male stripper and they end up accidentally killing him and then they have to like cover the body and shit so i i hear i hear that movies like i hear some people didn't really like it all that much and i hear other people said it was really funny so I'll probably take that and then of course you know um uh, spider-man homecoming will come out I think, the, yeah, the following, following the first week of July. So, but beyond after, that, man, there's not I'm a lot there. going on in, in movies. Wonder Woman's crushing it. It's made a billion dollars. Um, so, Wonder Woman's it. doing great. It's still making insane amount of money. Um, so, that's Baby good. Baby Driver is what I'm waiting for. Yeah, it's going to be good, too. That's Did you the watch 29th of June yeah. or July. Uh, I think it's July. July? We said first week of July last time we talked about it, I think. No, no, that's, uh, be, that's Spider-Man. No. It might even be the first. Oh no! It comes out. No, in July. no, it was Baby Driver. I'm 29th. almost positive it was the 29th, end of July. I knew it was the 29th. Oh, okay. I didn't know which month. Oh, okay. Yeah. Homecoming's the 7th of July. of July, so I didn't know if it was June 29th or July 29th. Dude, there's so many good mm, movies coming out yeah. next month. It's ridiculous. Homecoming comes out. Uh, Baby Driver comes out. Uh, there was another one that War, month. War uh, for the Planet of the Apes, which is an incredible. Right franchise uh and then dunkirk from christopher nolan yeah, those so, the i mean there's there's a lot of good july's a fire month. month it's a busy it's a busy month i i just i just haven't had a chance to go to the theater man like i'm and it's like it's one of those things where the movies that came out over since wonder woman they've like not intrigued me but i'm not like i'm i don't want to run out to the theater and go watch them like you know what i mean like if i'm say it's 10 o'clock at night i'm done streaming and i'm kind of tired like i'm just like i'm not gonna go to the movies like it's that type of thing. Like if it was a Wonder Woman or a Spider Man, I I don't care how tired I'm going, I'd go get a coffee and go to the theater and enjoy it. Uh, but a lot of these movies are just like meh, eh. And then I'm hearing the critics go meh, so I'm just like meh. I'll wait. Yeah. But I think I think this week coming, I'll end up seeing two or three movies. I'll pack them all in. Yeah, I have. That's really about uh, it, man. 
there hasn't really been anything that's been great. I mean, Wonder Woman, I consider going uh, going to, but uh, that was about it for a while now. I'm waiting for Baby Driver. Um, July's got a couple that I'd probably go uh, be interested in seeing. Uh, but dude, I highly recommend sure. going to see Wonder Woman, dude. I highly recommend yeah. it, man. It's like it's one of those movies that you should really see in IMAX. It's so good. It's so good. All I've been like, doing, all I've been doing, bro, is watching Luther on Netflix. It's all I've been doing. That show is so and good. That show is fucking awesome. Um, mm. if you oh, see, Baby Driver, yeah, yes, Baby Driver's June twenty eighth. So it's this. Oh, month. Next oh, week. okay. There you Sweet. go. Well, there you go. Next week. That's even better. Yeah. Oh, yo, Jeff, mm. we need to watch that. Are we gonna go? <laughs> yeah, are we when gonna are you go when you're here? I'm coming on the. Uh, Weekend of July first? No, no. Uh, oh, okay. Shit, I didn't know. I didn't know you were coming that soon. It's like two weeks. Okay, you know I'm going to Vegas, right? Um, when 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 are you? When are you I'm coming? July? Oh, the weekend of July first. Okay, I'll be home. I'll be home. I'm yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to Las Vegas from July fifth to the tenth. Yeah, I'm coming in on the 29th, and then I'm leaving on the second. Well then, how about all for, three of us? Canada Day. How about all three of us go to Baby Driver when you come down? We can do that. Yeah, yeah, Done. I think that's good. We'll yeah. have a we'll have a little yeah. bro date, and then we can talk about it. Damn, yeah, I didn't nice. realize that. I think you're here for Canada Day. I thought Canada yeah, is the first. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be hilarious. We celebrate Canada Day and then fiftieth. Go for Canada Day and then come back for Fourth of July. Is uh, yeah, is Gab's gonna, gonna be home too? Out. Yeah, she'll be home for that. Yeah, oh, she yeah, she would have been literally devastated if she wasn't here for Canada. She's so hyped. Yeah, for Canada because down, downtown, are you guys? Obviously, you guys are probably going to go downtown for that, like to the waterfront yeah. and shit. Yeah, because yeah. Kale and I are going to go down too, so I, we can all just kind of go down if Tabi's yeah. going to be here. Uh, yeah. That that all works out. Drag so they're right we'll, we'll, just we'll, made we'll, dates. We'll Ryan make a, will be we'll my date. We'll make, yeah, I was gonna say we'll 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 make a we'll make a stop on Godgen and pick you up a hot date and we'll we'll go on a, a three way <laughs> with that with that new hairdo you rocking, bro. That's dude. Oh, I have no control easy. over this. I'm like trying oh, to figure out easy. how to keep it like this. I did nothing They're gonna today. smell that brown money right off you, bro. They're gonna look at you and go, "Oh yes, <laughs> I'm getting that dick tonight." Unbelievable. <laughs> um. What was it gonna? What was it gonna say? Yeah, Luther, Jeff. I know you're a big Idris Elba fan, so you should watch it because he's the star of that show. Yep, I watched. Uh, Kale and I watched the first three episodes. It's one of those things where it's like we were watching it's a very it in long bed one burn. night. Yeah, uh, it's not that we didn't enjoy it. We just ended up. I think at the time we started watching uh, Stranger, Strange, Stranger Things or whatever. Stranger Things. Um, so yeah, we started doing. And yes, we are going to be doing the podcast together when he's here. Um, we're not we'll taking a day the off. logistics of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're well, we're gonna do it in my room. I have another computer in there, and we got the theater chairs, so we'll uh, we're gonna get we'll mic stands. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I have I have <laughs> lapel, I work. have a lip. Oh, I have a lapel mic, and then you have two of the wireless mics, so we could use pretty much all three of those. We want oh, that'll to. sound we'll figure it out. like complete. Yeah, ass. we'll figure we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, figure we'll work it out. out. Yeah. It's, it's like, happening. We'll, though. we'll do one live. We'll do one live. Uh, so yeah, lots of stuff. And then, uh, Panic's also going to bring down uh, all the posters or not posters. Um, uh, some of the, mer- no, he's not bringing some of the, he's going to bring some of the merch and then yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have, you're going to order um, the posters so we can sign. Yeah. This coming, this coming week, I'm going to go take that stuff in and have the process start on, on the posters so that by the time Panic's here, they should be 
they should be done, and then we'll be able to sign off on all those bad boys. Uh, speaking yeah. of done, before we move on to uh, tech support, oh, we are $33 away oh, from the 5K Oh, shit. Hype. It's going to happen time. after this podcast oh, goes we'll yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, uh, I didn't look at the technical alpha stuff, so... The tech, me, support the tech support struggle is real. All right, let me... Uh, we'll see. I, I will also bring them up. Hey, can we talk about uh, Patreon got uh, completely <laughs> yeah. new logo? Yeah. And the new logo, uh, poor life choices were made, and then you Looks get like to the dick. website, and then you, you see the font, and poor life choices were continued to be made uh, over and over and over again. <laughs> it's just like a complete gong show from start to finish. I'm happy that they, they did a little bit of a rebranding, because need, they definitely needed it, but... Holy shit. Um, let me log in. Your Patreon uh, account has been closed. Questions. Uh, let me <laughs> see here. Um, uh, Panic, did you already have a question picked out? Um, just checking if any new ones were entered because I had asked in chat earlier if people wanted to do more questions because there weren't too many. Um, let's see what we got here. All right, yeah, I'm going to do this one. It's from Postal Panda. Okay. He is a $100 pledge. Woo! You are a baller, and we love you, which is why I'm also Woo! picking this question. It was a good question. Damn! I saw it, saw it earlier on Reddit, a similar one, but you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm just oh, yeah, stalling I'm while my page reloads. Waiting for my page to reload. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right, Postal Panda writes, you are given the power of immortality. You stay in the physical and mental state you are, but you travel back in time a minimum of 500 years. When and where do you go? Bonus, after 100 years, you are allowed to travel back to the present day. Does this change your answer? Okay, hold hold, hold yeah, up. I need to repeat crazy. the first okay. part of that. I repeat that question again because that, that was there were some complicated things going on in there. So say that question one more time. You are given the power of immortality, step one. Okay, that's, that's important. Okay. Step two, you stay in the same physical and mental state that you are in now. Okay. You are then forced to travel back a minimum of 500 years. Okay. Into the past. When and where do you go? After spending 100 years... You are allowed to travel back to the present day today. So basically, does that change your answer? We're we're immortal. We can travel anywhere from five hundred years and later, or further uh, back, further back. And after a hundred years, we're allowed to travel back to present day. So we could stay there for a hundred years, live for a hundred years in that time, and then come back if we cho- if we chose to do so. Hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, man, 500. Well, I mean, I don't even know what was going on, like, 500 years ago. Like, I, I'm not really adverse in, in history like that. I don't I don't know where where <laughs> we were in terms of civilization and uh, what it was like back then. I, I would honestly... <laughs> school, I would probably, you don't have to say a date. You don't have to say a date. You could just, like, throw like you out can say something. An era. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would probably go back to... 
on it, oh, I was going to say go back to where the dinosaurs were, but I'd have to stay there for 100 years, man. I'd probably get eaten by then. Oh, no, I'm immortal. So You're immortal, dude. You don't have to worry oh, about yeah, shit. I get, dude, I'm going, I'm going back to the dino age, man. I'm going to the dinosaurs, and I'm fucking okay. riding a fucking pterodactyl. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm fighting a T-Rex. Uh, I'm banging, like, fucking, I don't know what kind of beings are back gonna be i don't know if there's any form of human at all Uh, you want to see the asteroid hit and the meteor yeah pretty much i want to oh that'd be cool yeah yeah that was gonna be my answer but my answer was gonna be was gonna be survive the meteor strike and see how everything went yeah that was gonna be my my answer but i'll change my answer for that continue jeff uh you're immortal not invincible okay well i mean isn't that Oh, the there's, there's different levels. There's different levels of immortality. Who did Postal Panda correct it? Because if not, I'm not going to believe what he says. Because there's no, different I've levels no of immortality. Like there's the Highlander Immortals, which you can only be killed if you get beheaded a certain way. Then there's yeah. actual immortality where you can't die. Then there's mortality where you just live forever. There's variations. I'm going with the whole you're invincible and you just stay forever type. Okay, thing. that that's that's what I was thinking too. Like I mean, obviously, if a T Rex is going to bite my head off, like it doesn't matter how awesome. That I can't die, I, I'm just ahead, so that kind of sucks. But if I if I can't get ripped up to pieces and things like that, and I'm just kind of a god, so to speak, then fuck yeah, I, I'd love to go back to the dinosaurs and and there long enough to to see the Big Bang, uh, to to see to see when that asteroid hit hit the Earth and everything got wiped out. And I'm sure I'm sure uh the it was a slow burn, like I'm sure things got fucked, but then everything just started falling apart. Like the whole ecosystem just started dying because I doubt one hit would just rule it all. It was a gradual thing. I mean, Jeff probably would the be a generous God King. Fucked. So yeah, that that's, that's, that's where I'd go. What about you? Hmm. I think I think there are a few there are a few places on the planet that depending on what time you go back to they were still pretty much um separate from other people like cultures like there are a few people few places that were untouched for a really long period of time like Japan yeah. would be one of those places because it's an island surrounded by some of the most fucked up water on the planet <laughs> so it took people a really long time to get to Japan to have any kind of influence on that culture where in other places of the world, people were like fucking running into each other all over the place and, uh, and, and, you know, cultures and stuff kind of collided and, and lots of interesting oh, things happened different. there. But I think it would be, yeah, exactly. But I, I think it would be kind of neat to see, um, Japan before people knew there were anybody, there was anybody on Japan, the you know, ultimate that would weeb. Be, Yes, ultimate weeb move, uh, ultimate anime. Um, but I think it would be kind of crazy. Like, what what would that be like? Because so many other places in the world, uh, you know, people were still running into other people in some way, shape, or form. Whereas in Japan, whenever, however, I don't know the history of you know geographically how if Japan broke off or water levels just rose to a certain degree of it was like what it was that separated Japan from the mainland. And if people were already there before that happened and they just stayed there, or if they somehow fucking got there miraculously, I have no idea what that is. I'm not going to pretend like I do, but it would be kind of cool to see Japan mm-hmm. before influence because we all know Japan is crazy as it is right now. Like it's the joke is 80% of the world's weird shit <laughs> comes from Japan. 
And I'm convinced a lot of that is because it is one of the few places on Earth where they were by themselves, untouched, for a really long time. And so they're hardcore rooted into some crazy-ass tradition stuff, and it's kind of molded where they are now. So I think it'd be kind of neat to see what that was like before... Anybody, you know, the white man. Before the white man came. Before your ass came, but you'd be there, too. So, I'd be, I'd be you know there. I, I'd, I'd have to, like, hide in a, in a tree somewhere. And you know what else I thought? <laughs> like, this, yeah, Adam's over there trying to be, like, the fucking last samurai and fucking all this <laughs> shit. Tom Cruise. <laughs> the mummy. Tom Cruise. The other, the other, the other thing um, that I thought about with my, my pick that I didn't really take into consideration, but I'm not going to change it, is how isolated I'd be. Like, there'd be nobody for me that we yeah. know of. There'd be, like, nobody True. to talk to, nobody to, You'd like, have Wilson. that's 100 years a long time. But I guess also, if you have immortality, 100 years is a very small, small slither of your immortality. So Based on what we talked about on your stream yesterday, that whole timeline yeah. thing. Yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is. But I'm not going to change mine. What about you, Panic? Where are you going? Um... Well, first, if given the choice of taking immortality or not, I would absolutely not take it. Like that not would be like would the I. ultimate nightmare scenario. But like having I mean, to live forever um, would be the worst yeah. thing ever. It just um, seems tiring too. Like, yeah, like everything would just exhausting. get you. You run out and you lose the wonder. Lost of Odyssey, a really good game that that goes in depth about the exact yeah. thing about immortality. Yeah, you should guys, but, you should guys um, go play it. I'd probably go to Egypt. Ooh, that's a good one. I thought about that. You know, mm, I, you know you what? I want to know the pyramids. No, I want to know what the hell <laughs> they were built. thinking. I want to know what the hell they were thinking like that. Either Egypt yeah. or the Mayans be like, "Yo, what happened to you guys?" Like, cool. Yeah, and it's white crazy people. Too, white people like, happened to the Mayans. I watched. <laughs> so. I watched the video. Actually, somebody in my community sent me a pyramid video on. I watched a lot of pyramid how, videos. This is kind of how like, precise cool stuff. they were. Yeah on making these pyramids like it, when they went and and even today modernly and they go and do the measurements and everything it's so insane how fucking smart not and just the building everything itself was done. but like where they built it the direction it's facing the, the directionality everything yeah the astronomical alignment of these things is crazy yeah yeah it's kind of what i want to see i want to see that it's nuts it's kind of like the, it's actually the birth of human ingenuity is what I want to see. It's like it was, yeah. with all the technology we have today, sure we can mimic that, but <laughs> aliens, you know, it's and it, but the, to think that <laughs> somebody did that, like people built that sort of thing back then, it just goes to show like how advanced even humans were back then intellectually. Uh, it's it's almost like because when you think of our technology now and how smart we are. It's it's evident that we've always been a very smart species. Like we've always we've always had it. It just seems like we're 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 more we've so had, now because we've had of technology. flashes in the flashes in the pan. We also are remarkably uh, stupid. Oh, big time! <laughs> At the same time, yeah, yeah. we've we've definitely. We, I think we've actually got got more dumb over time. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. I, I, honestly, it's. I, yeah. I think. I think. I think. Like on mass, we've become awfully fucking stupid. But I think there's also a bit of a, a, a almost a fallacy that a lot of people um, kind of fall into, where they where they they look at the pyramids, they look at like the Mayan stuff, and all this. 
you know, whatever you're watching history and you're seeing ancient aliens and the dude's hair is getting crazier and crazier, like panics every fucking five days and it's getting more and more insane. Don't hate. Appreciate uh, they, it. Yeah, and they look at it and they go, you know what? We aren't as intelligent as we used to be. Some point, it's somewhere down the line, some catastrophic thing happened and we became... Uh, we lost the old ways. We don't know things the way that we should know them anymore. And people back then might actually have been smarter than we are now. I think that, you know, there's there's also something to be said about thinking that exclusively we are more intelligent now than we've ever been in the future just by virtue of being further down the line in the timeline. Uh, that doesn't actually mean you're smarter. That just means that you're further down the timeline. But we've obviously made a whole hell of a lot of friggin' advancements uh, at the same time. So I think it's a little bit of both camps here. There, there are things that we have perhaps lost the art of how to do things, and then there are things that we have picked up in, uh, you know, instead of of those things. Um, and so, but it is, it's super crazy to, to watch. I mean, I love watching those kind of things too. PBS basically had an entire decade where they lived off of people watching that shit on their channel. So it is fun, it to, is watch, fun to watch for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so do we have another, do we have a, a, a follow-up question to that? Uh, well, I got two. Uh, let me see here. Man, the 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 favicon for this new Patreon thing looks just like a dinner plate and a fork. It looks like a dick. Uh, no, all right, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with uh, with Neil Pring because I was actually going to do this guy's question last week, and he asked the same one. Um, oh boy! Uh, what main quality slash qualities do you consider the most important for success, and if different? What do you think has been your most important quality slash qualities for your own personal success? Oh boy, are we going to regurgitate audiobooks, or we actually do we actually have our own thoughts on this? <laughs> I have my own I, thoughts I, on I it. I mean, I have I have my own thoughts. I mean, okay, all right. Uh, well, go ahead, gentlemen. I'll let you guys start. You want to go, go first, Jeff, or me? Panic. No, go ahead. I'm go just going to say it, it's all about like it doesn't matter necessarily how smart you are or necessarily how talented you are that helps. It's all about having that motivation to get up off your ass and just go do something. Get started. Take the first step and then figure out how to keep iterating on it. You're going to fuck up, you're going to mess up. Just figure out how to keep improving every step of the way and that you'll eventually find out the way to be successful that way. Like, a lot of people will just, like, they'll try and they'll give up. It's all about persistence. Like, it sounds lame. It sounds very audiobooky, but a lot of people don't follow it. And they, they get, you know, they get tired or they don't, like, want to push forward, so they just stop. If yeah, you I mean, there's pushing, a reason why yeah. you hear it in motivational speeches or audiobooks is because it's the truth. Yeah. Um, it's literally the truth. Going. I mean, you ask... You ask anybody that's ever been successful, um, and, and and success is is obviously a an individual thing, right? Obviously, success to uh, success to me would be um, you know uh, uh, a healthy body, a healthy mind, a relationship, a nice house, nice car, um, you know, retirement, all those things. That's success to me. Uh, success to another person might just be, um, you know, a, a relationship, uh, might just be, um, making enough to get by and, and enjoying 
nature or whatever it is that that individual enjoys. Everybody's different. I, I, I think the, I know the, the, when people think success, they just think, oh, you know, you have a lot of money, so you're successful. Um, you know, that, that could be, you might be successful in business or you might be successful financially, but, um, most people, the success to most that are successful in their own minds is kind of the total package. I mean, there's been times where, you know, I've been financially successful, uh, but yet have felt inadequate uh, in terms of my body, uh, feeling out of shape, feeling burnt out, feeling uh, whatever, uh, or or in a relationship, maybe with a family member or, um, you know, whatever, even my wife, uh, whatever the case may be. There are things to uh, improve on at all times, and it's like what you said: it's it's persistence, and it's 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 working at it. Nothing great happens overnight; it just doesn't. Uh, and if it does, chances are it's 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 going to go away eventually. Uh, most things that I mean, listen: if you want to be skinny, you you got to work on your body. If you want to be uh, educated, you got to read, you got to listen, you got to uh, you know learn. Uh, if you want to be a good basketball player, you got to go out and you got to shoot hoops uh, and you got to work on your fundamentals and you got to learn about the game. It's just it, you, these things that just don't happen uh, over overnight. It's it's one of those things. And that's why when you hear people on the podium, it's that big thing where a music guy gets a Grammy or whatever or an Oscar and the person comes up on stage, this mega millionaire, the fucking the biggest star in, in the biz and they go. They go and they say this petty thing that I used to hate all the time where they go, you know what? If I can do it, you can do it. It's really easy. I'm an, uh, or not, They don't really say it's really easy, but they, they'll say some, something like, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. You know, it's just hard work and persistence and consistency, and that's the show. And I would hear this, and, th- and this was me back before I took any type of initiative in my own life. Where you know I was expecting the world to get handed to me. Uh, I, I don't know. In my sick mind, I'd, things would work out, um, and I'd be like, "Fuck this person, man! What do you mean you're on fucking on a stage there, and you've got thirty million dollars in your bank, and you've got red carpet shit, and you're holding the Grammy? Like the fuck you're saying? Anybody can do this shit." <laughs> and but but when when you actually put in the work, and now that I have in my eyes, I have become successful in in my light of what success is I can honestly say that where I can tell anybody in chat or listening on the podcast that you can do whatever you put your mind to you just got to work at it and consistently and obviously within moderation I mean there is certain things where today if I go you know what I want to be I want to go and be a dentist uh tomorrow or I want to work on becoming a dentist I mean maybe I could if I dropped everything and I went for it, but how realistic is that? A more extreme is I want to be an astronaut, or I want to, you know, I want to go and win. I want to go to the NBA. I mean, obviously, my time is past. I mean, there's no way that it's ever going to happen. So you just got to be realistic with things and your own specific position uh, on realistically what can be done. But then don't put a barrier on that where you make it seem impossible so that you can back out of it. If 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 it's achievable and you work at it, and it actually, you make a plan, and you can see it and work towards it, then, yeah, you can really do 
whatever it is that you want to do if you're willing to put the work into it. So I, for me, I would say the most important qualities to be successful, uh, number one, honestly, is be humble uh, and 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 realize that you're not special, um, as crazy as that sounds. Like, yeah, everybody is special in their own way, but you're replaceable um, in terms of workforce, in terms of relationship, in terms of whatever. You there there are other people that will take you out um, and, and and can be replaced. You know, um, if I start treating my wife like shit uh, every day. You know, she might put up with it for a little while, but eventually she's going to say, fuck this guy. You know, I'm going to go find somebody else that's going to take care of me and treat me right. You know, if I if I go to my community and say, fuck you guys, fuck this podcast, fuck you, Adam, fuck you. You know, uh, I may be able to come back the next day and go, yeah, guys, I had a bad time. But if I'm consistently doing that, eventually people are going to go, well, fuck you too, asshole. I'm done with you. So if you stay, if you stay humble and you stay grounded, and you bust your ass, um, anything is possible. It really is. That, that those, those are my, I, being humble and, and consistency. I like how you got the fuck you specifically, Adam. I just got the generic. Well, you know, it just, I'm, I'm just flattered. I'm the first person on his yeah, mind. Fuck right? you, I mean, I'm just... Yeah, fuck <laughs> you, bro. I've said fuck you, uh, Adam, many times over the years, yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Just naturally at this point. It's just, it's rolled right off the tongue. Uh, yeah, so, uh, similar to what Jeff said, you know, to answer, to answer it just in, right away would kind of be a, a waste because there's, it's, this is a, a pretty he- like weighty question. You can't just be like, well, yeah, one word. I just went right at it. Giver. I went right at it. Yeah. Um, so it does depend on what you, I guess the step one as an individual, like Jeff was saying, you have to evaluate what you consider to be successful. You know, you have to come to a point in your life. Uh, but the 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 added thing here is that different points in your life are going to result usually in different things that that you want. Yep. That's going to change as life goes on, which is why it's important to recognize the value of short term, medium and long term goals and being able to roll with the punches that life throws at you and, um, you know, make those course correct uh, corrections because you're not always going to want the same things. You're going to want different things. Life is not going to allow you to have certain things. And so you have yeah. to kind of, uh, you know, pick and pick and choose. Once you've, once you've gotten to that point, though, and you've decided the general idea of what you consider to be successful, the, the long short of it is, and again, that's why I made the audiobook joke, is because you know, everybody asks a question, but I think everybody already knows the answer to this question, in all honesty. It's, it's, I think the, one, the thing that they might not know is how to personally actually uh, turn what they know into an actionable thing. They don't know how to turn that into uh, a productive method of a, a, attaining their, what they consider to be success. So... If you, uh, I guess if you want to distill it, the thing that you're going to want to find out right away is that you have to get used to fucking sucking ass at a lot of stuff. Failure is the most important part of success. Bar none. You are going to get into a lot of shit that you have no, you have no right having hands on that thing. But <laughs> fuck it, you got to do it anyway. And so you you know you, you do it and you're going to and you're going to fail a lot and that's fine. If you look at at the vast majority of success Let's look stories at this podcast and its tech. 
Exactly. Everything fails all the time. So if you look at all the success stories, very few people, like the of the 1% that everybody always pulls from when they're when they're looking at examples of success, of that 1%, maybe 1% of that 1% are people that honest to god fell into whatever it was they were doing yeah. and shit yeah. just fucking what sure. and they they had the wits to to make it happen and keep it going. More people in that 1% have failed a bajillion times. The people you see on like the Dragon's Den or whatever, most of the people that are self-made millionaires and entrepreneurs have a laundry list. Just It's it's literally Shark Tank, the Canadian version. So um, they have a laundry list of failure. A massive list of failure, and then and then all of a sudden it's failure, 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 boom, success. And sometimes it's failure, 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 success. Oh fuck, I fucked that up. Failure, 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 success, success. And then they get there, and then you once you fail the bunch, you finally get there. Then you're there. But a lot of people are terrified, and this isn't like a secret of failing, and. That fear of, uh, fear of failure stops you not only often from being successful in the general economic, I own a, a house and a fancy car and I can buy a dog and, and I don't have to financially worry about shit. Um, and if I'm in the States and I go to the hospital, I can afford an Advil. You know, that's fine. But if, but, uh, but we're also talking about other stuff. Um, fear, fear of, of, uh, life experiences. Like you have an opportunity to go and do something, travel, or maybe it's, maybe it's like try food. Maybe it's try food that you don't know, but whatever. There's all this small stuff. Fail if fear of failure or fear of 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 looking stupid or not liking something blocks success in ninety nine percent of the time. So that's probably the biggest one. Then yeah. the thing that adds on to that then is is the tenacity or like the the go get it once you've decided to do something, actually go and do that thing. Um, that's the follow up to that kind of deal. And again, that applies to, yeah, whether it's money, monetary or, or just personal life, whatever that's those two things always go, uh, hand in hand. Now, when it comes to this kind of success stuff, um, not to be that guy, but there is, and it's not to a small degree. Life is unfair as fuck to the vast majority (laughs) of people on this planet, okay? Period. There are circumstances in that, that people have that sometimes are almost, if not insurmountable, to achieve things that other people in other circumstances can totally achieve, whether they work harder than that person or not. That's life, and it fucking blows ass. But it's also one of the most annoying things to hear from people. It's almost like survivor syndrome in, in, to a degree, and there's probably also a term for it. It's somebody that came out of, like, let's say you come out of fucking Compton, you're a rapper. Now I'm 50, I'm fucking 50 cent now. I got shot 67 times, I'm still here, bitch, get at me. And then... 
now I'm making millions of dollars, and I came you. from literally, I came from literally nothing. Okay, and now he's broken. Obviously, it's not me. But but then they they turn around and they 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 look at the guys down there and they're like, you can do it too. You can come up out of it. And then they've got a bunch of people trying to be fucking rappers. Literally, it's like a pandemic in in that whole uh, societal you know box is how to get out of the hood and everybody goes, well, I'm going to be a rapper. It's like, literally, that's a crazy fucking yeah. thing, but well, it that's, happens. Well, that's where we go back to the point that I was making where you have to be you realistic about about what, a- absolutely. You, what you can achieve. If you have no musical talent or absolutely. whatever, or you haven't been shot nine times and you're not marketing <laughs> some, that to the public, some, then, some, then, you know, Some maybe, people could argue that there are a lot of people that are shit rappers that are still making buttloads of money. They yeah. have zero talent, and it's happening oh, yeah. anyway. There oh, yeah. are serendipitous things that happen to people that get them out of situations that other people will never be able to come up out of. Yep. Um, Lightning thing, in a bottle the, type thing. The, the, yeah, the thing, the thing that, that kills me um, about this conversation when it happens, when you start talking to people about success and you get the motivational speakers and stuff... You'll get these people, and they gen- they tend to be on the older side that do the whole bootstraps thing, the whole put pick yourself up by the bootstraps, go and do it. Oh, poor baby, you you have to work three jobs to fucking you know make a livable wage. Suck it up. I lived through a couple of fucking you know wars and whatever shit, whatever fuck, whatever they you got, and it just I just had to pick myself up by the bootstraps. Like, okay, some people don't even have godforsaken bootstraps, bootstraps to pick themselves <laughs> up by. So there, there is a limit to which you can apply that kind of thinking. And it is important for some people, like you said, to keep it realistic. Dialed in a little it's bit. Okay, yeah. It's okay to dream because sometimes you'll be, cha- you'll be chasing a dream that might be impossible to catch. But in the midst of getting there, you, you hit. Uh, uh, you yeah, divert you from that and you find yeah. something else and you become successful there. Um, it's just kind of the way life goes. But the most important things always boil back down to don't be afraid of failure and put, you know, be tenacious and, and work hard. The last thing I will say about this is that there is an, there is an X factor here that works for a lot of people. There's, and that is fake it until you make it, baby. Fake that oh, shit man, until that you make it, so which well. applies everywhere. There are so many success stories where people have just been tossed under a bus and you just go, fuck it, I'm going to pretend I know what I'm doing, and you just, you do it. And mm-hmm. you do it until you actually know what you're doing. And if you can successfully fool everyone around you that you, well, know, you know what you're why. doing even when you, you don't. Why that works just, so well is because most other people aren't even trying. So mm-hmm. if, if you even put in that effort of, of showing up and bullshitting, that is more than what most people are doing. Most people aren't even showing up. So if you go there and you bullshit and you're a good bullshitter or even a bad bullshitter uh, you, and you just keep it's – like, it's like going downtown, right, and you're trying to pick up a chick – and you go there and you, you go up to a girl and you're like, hey, can I buy you a drink? Or you go up behind her and start, you know, grinding on her or whatever. You know, if you know, a girl might, she might smack you. Her friend might come and cock block you. She may push you away. She may tell you to go fuck yourself. She may say you got a boyfriend. Um, 
all that fun stuff. But if you keep on going, now I'm not I'm not saying you should go and do this, but I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's it's fake it until you make it or the persistence of it and just showing up and doing it. You're never going yeah. to achieve. You're never going to get that girl uh, in that type of manner if you don't keep trying. Right. So that was like, you know, when I was 19 years old in downtown and I tried to pick up a girl, I can't tell you how many times I can't even count in the run of a night how many times I've been shut down. Like, get the fuck away from me, dude, whatever, like wh- whatever, over and over and over again. But eventually I hit one or I hit two that are like, yeah, you know, I'll fucking grind with this dude for a minute. Yeah, here, I'll have a drink with you. And then it's my time to wow them and, and to sell myself uh, to, you know, to seal the deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, well, it's the truth, and it's like there's that, other it's business like that we don't business. know about. I Jeff. mean, I mean, how many times? How many times? Uh, I mean, even even in in terms of the business that I'm in, how many times have I talked to a big company and a company that's worth tens of millions of dollars? I don't know, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars, and I go in there, and I'm not bullshitting. But I am fucking talking out my ass, really. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm go, I, I, I'm saying things that that I'm going, you know. Yeah, sure, they're truth, they're true. But I am fucking talking this up right now. Like I am selling right now. I'm selling. And how many, you know, streamers or YouTubers or personalities have the balls to sit down with these people and pitch and really go for it? And the, and a lot of the time is they will go, hey, man, that, if, if nobody else is doing it, we're going to give this person a shot. We're going to go with this guy because this guy he came seems and did to know thing. what he's talking yeah. about. And and then when I get it, I go, oh, my fuck, I just got the deal. Well, now I got to go and actually uh, do what I set out to do. And a lot of the time is I I go in. Even if even if it's something that I don't believe, even if I'm like, oh man, uh, whoa, fuck, I wasn't expecting that to work. Am I in over my head? Then I just go above and beyond, and I surpass even what I say that I said I was going to do. And next thing you know, it I've overwowed them, and then I've got that track record, that confidence to go into another room and pitch again and do it over and over again. And there's been many a times where it's like, oh, I don't think this is going to work, or I don't think this is going to do that. Well, hey. It is what it is. It doesn't hurt to try, right? And that's so, that's the big thing. So my thing on fake it to make it, um, I've worked at a couple of different companies. I'm not going to name the company, but there was an engineer I work with, one of the best engineers I've worked with. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do, but he was probably one of the best people I've worked with. And he let me in on a little secret after I left one of my jobs and I'm employed. He said, bro, you'll do fine wherever I, you go. You know why? Because you actually know what you're talking about. The first four years I was on the job, I had no idea what I was doing. I learned programming <laughs> during my first four years at this company. I'm like, how the hell did you get hired? He's like, I opened a book, had some buzzwords, and they didn't actually look at my test. There you go. <laughs> Got the job because I talked to talk. They were so impressed. They just gave it to me. And you know what I did when I got here? I looked at every single piece of code I could get my hands on. I stared mm-hmm. at the, he's like, I faked it and I got in, but then I had to actually work. Like, he's yeah. like, I sat there after hours. I read over the, the code. I mimicked yeah. code that people have already done. I tried to understand what he's like, and I stared at it. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It's always, he, it's he always have good a computer to science push degree. the envelope. He had a degree in something it's else. Not, it's not good to lie. You don't want yeah. to lie flat out and, and, and cheat and lie. They're not, I'm not saying that. There's got to be some sort of ethics in there. Oh, yeah. But don't pull off suits. 
Yeah, like yeah. Don't yeah, don't pull a suits. Like you can't yeah. go, oh yeah, you know, uh I passed uh, I'm a the bar. fucking yeah, I passed the bar. You don't you can't you know, don't lie, but yeah, also some don't programming, sell short, but it wasn't you know? that great. Yeah, so, so like he, sell yourself, he went in right? and said he figured I can learn this, he got the job, and then we went in and yep. you know what? Yep. He learned it. He was one of the best programmers yep. I work with. And and there's nothing wrong with that. The the yeah. what I always tell people this you have to have the motivation after you fake it. I've had this conversation uh, with with a few people on, on my stream, even even as early as like uh, last week or so. And somebody in my chat goes, "You know, Jeff, um, you know, you seem to be you seem to be you know living the life, man. You do what you love, and it's it's all that. And 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 you know what? I do. My life isn't perfect. Everybody's got their own problems. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, but yeah, in terms of you know career and having the freedom now, sure, I have that. And the guy said. Um, you know, I, I work, I work a shit job. Like I, I fucking, I hate my job. Uh, I'm making a little bit more than minimum wage. You know, my bills are paid, but I don't have a whole lot of money left over basically paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, how, what do I do? Right. And, and, and I'm, <laughs> uh, listen, I don't have all the answers. Okay. I, I, I worked in the workforce, but pretty much, uh, my entire adult life almost has been doing this sort of thing. And even for the most part, this is new in general. I mean, making money off of YouTube and and streaming and all this stuff, this is like a new industry. I mean, it kind of always was around, but it wasn't as big as it was now. And most certainly people weren't getting like most people weren't getting rich or like fucking doing really well off this sort of thing. So this was and Adam and I talked about it on the machinima thing. It was a trial and error. It was we made some fucking mistakes like we had some setbacks we we made every failure you can make as a YouTube channel almost detrimental to the point where it essentially killed lag TV. I mean, the channel is pretty much done now. So, you know, if we would have made different uh, choices three years ago and not have branched out to a second channel or whatever, God knows where we would be. You know, maybe this podcast wouldn't even exist. Maybe we'd be the fucking the Canadian gang grumps. Maybe we would... Uh, whatever you know i i have no idea and i can't i can't dwell on that but that in my opinion was a failure and it was a setback and we 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 learned from it obviously we learned the hard way uh and and that's just one of many things this was this isn't something that was just you know even even sponsorships that i've gotten in the past where you know when i first got sponsored i feel like i've always done a really good job with sponsors and i give them my all even if it's short term or long term but you know, in terms of going above and beyond and just when I first got them, I would just do my bare minimums. And then I realized, you know, if I go above and beyond and I really and and do more than what everybody else is doing, then I'm going to stand out amongst the crowd and they're going to re-sign with me and, or the, the contract will get bigger and so on and so forth. So these are all certain things that 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 you learn. But to go back to what the guy was saying about the shit job is, listen, if, if you're one of those people, I would I always tell people this. Stop going into your job thinking with the or having the mentality that the job is shit and it's dead end. If you go into the job, say you're a server, like I can say this because I was a server for five years. Say you're a server, you're serving food, all right? Serving food, I'm sure a lot of people listening have done it in some capacity or been in some kind of uh, sales, not even sales, but customer service or dealing with the public, retail, whatever. If you go in and as a server and you get to the table, it's a, it's a beautiful thing because multiple things are happening. Number one, 
you you got to do your job and you got to sell yourself because if you want tips, you know, it's no different than if you're a streamer, you're a server, you're a, a, a musician, you're a UFC fighter, whatever the case may be, you got to sell yourself. And so when you're a server, if you go in there like, oh, this is a shit job, like, hey, how may I help you? Oh, you want a quarter chicken, you want white or dark meat? Yeah, okay, cool. You want fries or rice? Fries? All right. You want gravy? No? Okay, cool. Coke to drink? Okay, cool. <laughs> so you go and get that. You bring the food. You give them the bill. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And that's the show. Sure, there's a transaction made. Sure, you've given service, whether it was fast or not or whatever. You, you've provided your bare minimum. You may have got a tip. You may have not have got a tip. But if you go in there without that mindset and you go in there on how to better yourself and succeed on every table individually. The fun thing that I used to do, and I used to be, I used to get some of the best tips in all of every restaurant that I was ever at because what I would do is is every table was a different objective for me. I would go to one table and if it was young people, my whole demeanor would change. You know, I'd be looser. I might even cuss. I might even say, hey, you know, how's it going, man? Oh, yeah, it's... You know, it's hot as shit out there. You know, I would say little things like that. And of course, I would use my judgment from dealing with people. Um, you know, sometimes I'd fall a little flat. Some people look at me like I got 10 heads. But for the most part, you you got to be a chameleon. You know, if you got older people, you want to be more polite. You want to be you want to put nap extra napkins down. You want to, you know, do certain things for certain types of people. And of course, that requires some stereotyping and all this other fun stuff. But uh, the reality is, is if you go in there with a mindset of wowing each individual, you have no idea what kind of table you're going to be serving. You might be serving a CEO of a company and he loves your service and he needs somebody in sales or somebody that can, that is a good talker that, that, uh, and he's looking at all the other servers around and they're all just fucking diddling around and doing nothing on their cell phone behind the bar or doing whatever. And if you go there and you bust your ass and you work it for every single individual table or if you go to work and you complain about your coworkers like, oh, fuck Joe Blow, he's always taking smoke breaks every 15 minutes, and I bust my ass more than three of these other employees, and they get paid the same amount as me. This is bullshit. Why am I always getting the shitty shifts? I can't fucking stand this person. I, you know, I get anxiety even going there and dealing with, them, with my dickhead boss. If you keep going to work like that, you're going to get the same fucking results, and nothing's going to change. If you go in there and you bust your ass and you stop worrying about what other people are doing, and I always tell this even to my wife and, and, and if she's you know uh, talking about shit that's going on at work or whatever I say listen babe if you just focus on you and you go there and you bust your ass you are going to stand out amongst the crowd your bosses are going to realize it and even if your bosses don't you're going to know it the people around you are going to know it and eventually the hard work will go noticed it won't go unnoticed I'm telling you you're going to run into a person at the right place at right time. People say that, oh, success is luck. It's it's when uh, uh, preparation meets luck. And and then when it hits and you seize the moment, that's when, you know, the magic really happens. If you're not consistently working towards it and that luck, that lightning in a bottle strikes and you haven't been working on what, what it is that you're doing, not only as a person or, or, or the service that you're doing, you're going to miss that opportunity. That right person is not going to take notice of you. They're going to take notice of the other person that isn't crying about their coworker, that isn't crying about their wage, that isn't crying about that because you're, you're just dialed in on improving yourself. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you. 
the shit will change. It may not happen overnight. It may take a little while. It may take a year. It may take months, however long it takes, but eventually shit will turn around. So if you go in with a different mentality, I'm telling you, not only will your job be more enjoyable and you won't want to fucking jump off a bridge because trust me, I was there. Retail is fucking God awful. <laughs> it is awful. Deal. I don't even like most people. I can't like, I'm not even like people just annoy me. Right. So it, but it was a challenge and it was fun. It was fun winning. It was fun winning people over, give, giving people good service, having people know your name when you come in, knowing what people are going to order before they even order it, have their drinks ready for them, going above and beyond all these things. I know I keep using the the, the restaurant thing, but you can do that in any type of uh, avenue on any type of job, whether it's sales, you're a real estate agent, you're a fucking, you know, you're you're a firefighter, you're a policeman, whatever, you know, uh, you can apply those same principles. Well said. That's it. <laughs> I've got no, I have no, I have no follow up at that point. No, I think, I think it really is that most people know. Most people do inherently know, you know, what it takes to be successful. I think, I think sometimes when people ask this question, they're secretly hoping yeah, that, you give them a that you're, <laughs> that you're, that you're going to give them a different answer, right? You're going to be like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? It's all yeah, you're luck. fucked, bro. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty all, much fucked. It's yeah. all luck. So, you know, you're fucked. Don't try. I think that's like, like they want to have an excuse to, to not have to put in a lot of work into whatever they're doing. Um, and you know, there are, there are situations where that is the case where somebody really lucked out. I mean, we got hard. lucky Adam. I mean, when you think about it, you know, we got lucky, got but damn the, thing, lucky. the thing is, is yes, almost every successful thing that happens, there is an element of luck. But like mm. I said before, it's when the, the preparation meets the luck. That's when the opportunity presents itself. Listen, I don't know how many times, uh, I would have been lucky uh, in, in any type of life, even if I go back to the late TV thing where, you know, if we started posting up other content when the let's plays were booming and we wanted to do other things, you know, it was right place, right time. The thing is, is, is we didn't, we didn't prepare correctly. We didn't make the right decisions because we weren't on that path to go there. We were kind of doing our own thing and listening to other people and, and we fell for that. But there, there is an element to luck to it. Of course, we got fucking lucky. The Starcraft blew up. Luck, you know, is the it was, lightning it, bolt, all the stars you had aligned. To get, you had to get right? to that point for the lightning to hit you, though. Exactly. Like, luck is that if, lightning bolt, but you had to be there. Exactly. And that was your preparation you're not there, to get you there. You're not getting struck, right? It's just not going to happen. The lightning's going to strike somebody else, or it's going to strike nothing, and it's going to go to waste. So it's a matter of just getting, putting yourself in the best position to get lucky. That that's what it is. That's the best way I can word it. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think that's yeah. accurate. Well, gentlemen, I think we should wrap this up because we're we're crossing. I believe we're getting awfully close if we haven't crossed the three hour mark. So this is a good Woo. time to uh, to wrap it up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for uh, for listening. It's been uh, a pleasure as always. Hopefully, that was an entertaining one. Uh, for everybody out there uh, on Twitch, as well as those listening on YouTube and and beyond, on iTunes and so on and so forth, uh, we are getting really freaking close. Woo! Somebody do a check. Somebody do a check on that Patreon. Are we actually nah, hit the five nah, K? No, no, we're thirty three dollars away. But I believe oh. by next. I know, I know. I was kind of hoping we could celebrate here, but I believe by next 
obviously by next podcast as long as we don't have like some as long as like Mr. Miyagi or you, you know like somebody like that goes yeah fuck anybody you guys, drops dead. out then yeah, we're yeah, fucked yeah. <laughs> please don't but, do that guys uh, we're getting uh, awfully close yeah, yeah we're going to be we're going to be awfully close so uh yeah so the movie stuff type deal we could be doing that uh in the not too distant future so that would be pretty awesome uh for sure so Thank you for uh, all the support, guys. It's been absolutely incredible as always. Uh, and keep those reviews on iTunes coming if you can make it happen. Uh, we will be back next week, same time, same place, with uh, a little bit of uh, a different something to talk about. So before we head out, as always, get to read out these these fine folks, the Patreon producers. Uh, we've got Beastall, who is just for, I still haven't still updated god. this for Mr. Miyagi. I am an, I am an asshole. Oh uh, Beastall is still a well, god. There goes ours. There it goes. There goes, yep, Mr. Miyagi's dropping out. We're fucked. We're He's not out. going, We're not, we're not hitting the 5k. Uh, Beastall get at the 1k. Jetrix and Mr. Miyagi should be side by side there. Um, but, uh, I'm falling apart at the seams apparently, forgetting about Mr. Miyagi's, uh, upgrade. Then we have Postal Panda, who we answered a question today. Jamaican Jazz, Adam B, Toad of Steel, Naily, J.A., Derek P, Frycy, and Ice Wolfie. Thank you guys so much. You're all legends. And everybody else that had been uh, hopping on that uh, that Technical Alpha Patreon. You guys will have your next round of uh, Retro Versus stuff uh, coming up. That will be released. Uh, and uh, so you can look forward to that if you're at the $5 or higher tier. The and yeah, and uh, bringing out the deliverables too, so that's happening. Yeah, yeah. So got finally going to get all some the stuff. envelopes. Like all the little padded mailers came in, the label printer came in. I have it all set up. Um, just waiting Woo. on something from the vendor to give the fix for the stickers, but I have some of the photos taken. So you're going to start getting all of that soon, probably by the end of Woo. July. It's everything coming. will be shipped out, and you will have it in yeah. hand. Fingers crossed. Yeah, the time is coming. Uh, so yeah, so thank you guys once again for, uh, for all the magic. Uh, that's going to be it for this week. And so until we see you next time, peace!